intro's still going, dude. Oh, okay. Um, okay, I'll probably just, I'll probably just use audio for now. As long as you can hear me. Yeah. Uh, uh, two, three minutes. Uh, but people can hear you, so just hold those horses. Folks, uh, it appears it appears it's just going to be me and uh, Commander Rixie, and uh, yeah, I don't know, it's just streaming, I guess, and uh, I don't know if there's uh, time confusion about times or what have you. And uh, oh no, it's, I've just been told it's been no, I don't know, maybe, maybe we'll see. We'll see if he jumps in on the this on the Zoom talk. And uh, Charles, are you there, sir? 
I am, in fact, here. Uh, uh, just <laughs> folks wanting to see uh, Charles's good-looking face and not my ugly mug. Charles is on audio only at the moment, so uh, you have to part with me. I'm afraid. Sorry. <laughs> How's things, well, dude? Yeah, I apologize. I mean, it's, it's sad when I'm the better option, but... <laughs> Oh, well. Look, man, I, I, I'll give that victory to you. Hey, I'll, I will take that victory. <laughs> um, and it's a shame. I hope, I hope we, he does come on and we do do it because in listening to his stream just now, like mm. he's he uh, he hates cutards. He hates mm. people who are distracting from the from the real things that are happening and job on hand yeah and I, I, like i say if what he's saying if, if what he's saying is uh true about him being involved in busting down those uh red rooms i watched a stream of his and he was he was saying he was part of um teams that were just going after you know what a red room is no, uh, I don't think so. Basically, it's sort of torture rooms, but um, people will pay to watch torture and sadistic shit mm -hmm. like that. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd only heard one stream from him, so I, it was, I wasn't able to hear all of it. But wow, that's, uh, that is interesting. Yeah, yeah. But well, there's still things to talk about, so. Well, there's, there's plenty to talk about, so. Uh, what's new since we last spoke? When was that? Saturday? I mean, well, just the war's ramped up. Yeah. Apparently, Sudan now is uh, getting in on the act. Well, I, I hadn't even heard of Sudan yet. Um, I, uh, I, I'm about to drive up to Boston. Um, Stop it. Stop giving your itinerary away. Knock it off. Loose well, lips. Okay. I'm going to, uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm already in DC, which is like the, it's the, uh, the capital of the world for the deep state. So, yeah, um, I guess I should wait till, till later to explain. Yeah. That might, that might be prudent. Um, uh, but yeah, thankfully there'll be a lot of deep state where I'm going. So. I'm sure I won't miss out. I'm sure, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, Kev Kevlar underpants for the day. Um, I mean, I probably should just go back to Texas and just never leave my house again, to be mm -hmm. honest. But uh, since I'm not that smart, um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. And I mean, um, one thing I've noticed is that uh, there's been no... There's been very little cooey action and no direct mm. um, response to what Kevin McKernan was saying. No. And uh, look, so. just just <laughs> to make, make it clear for people, um, it's multiple, multiple individuals. People who are specialized in, in that particular domain has told Cooey that he's just, he's screwing shit up. <laughs> and... Well, he he gets uh, pretty pissy about it, like a well, like a histrionic uh, woman, I would say. Histrionic is a good uh, it's a good term. 
yeah no, I, I, I don't i don't know that necessarily uh it's a personality disorder but if it was one then that'd probably be a good one so the, the question in the chat is what did mckernan say so if i was to encapsulate it it's this that um as soon as you everyone knows about this infectious clone issue right but the once you once you've done the transfection process right and you get it into your expression system to make your pure batch the clone or the idea of the quasi species clone kicks in right it's and so it wouldn't be that pure to begin with and I don't know how many sort of iterations you get before. Well, we've we've gone through this. Do you, I don't know if you want to add something to that sort of uh, brief, brief description, Charles. Um, but I don't really know how to like add to that. I mean, he he's wrong. He's still wrong. He's been wrong. The because no matter what he believes about the quasi-species is the actual real-world evidence is not supporting his conclusions. So he is he's ignoring evidence, and we can't do that. And I, I, I'm not going to say as a scientist, but we can't do that if we're trying to figure out answers because, I mean, it was, what was it, Sherlock Holmes that says once you've eliminated all the possible stuff it doesn't matter how impossible the rest is mm. the answer is in there somewhere so just a little he's... anecdote for you charles uh, i've been to uh what was it baker street and the the house oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's um, real <laughs> well I, I know that it's like quasi real and mm -hmm. that they use the actual location but um but no it's pretty cool i mean i wish that uh i wish that dr cooey had had read those things because He's, <laughs> you know, he, he he's he's it's like he's seen one small piece of the scarlet thread, mm. and he thinks he has the answer, but but he doesn't, and the evidence proves it. So, and yes, you're right. Everything else that he's doing is just damage. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's not just us two saying it. And the the thing is, there the. Um, it's perceived as attacks and construed as like, oh, they must be closer to the truth. And that's not the case in this yeah, I, mean, well, I There were things that I perceived as attacks, but they were, they were cloak and dagger crap that, um, you know, pe people who are honest will not shy away from disagreements or or anything else and um well that's what he's done he was doing it before this all became an issue and i and that's when i first became frustrated and now he's just doing it with everybody mm. and he's only talking to people who agree with him or who might agree with him yeah yeah it's it's so, classic um uh, you know i don't want to stick political labels on it um i i just think of it as um fictive fictive realities and everyone can be prone to them right you you, you seek out areas or, or that can be reinforcing 
even if the state model doesn't um, update correctly, right? Or if the state model doesn't update correctly, and that reinforcement becomes self-amplifying, that's that's the sort of fundamental mechanism behind multiple neurological disorders, basically. And uh, I might be telling you just the fact that he he continues to paint himself as a victim, mm. but he's I, I know how much he was making and he's still making from his position with children's self-defense and and because i was i was in the same position making the same thing and i'm no longer making that and he is mm. and so he's his caterwauling about how he's in such dire straits when uh, he's he hasn't like he's still in that position and at that time I was making more than I've ever made in any job in my life as far as monthly salary. So it's hard for me to feel really, really bad about him. Yeah. When, when he's, when he's talking about how, you know, he's lost everything and, uh, you know, I'm sitting in my position and he's sitting in his. So mm. well, the, the that, simple, simple fact of the matter is though, Charles, it comes down at the end of the day when the rubber meets the road. It's just about efficacy, and uh, you know who's who's got the best line of sight onto the target. And you know, it's just that simple. <laughs> it's not a you don't, you yeah, don't need I mean, no AI deep learning gobbledygook to figure that bit out. Yeah, it's it. It's really not that complicated. Not, I, I like to believe that in the end, the, tr the truth will win out over all this crap. But you're right. It, it is discouraging to see him continuing. And and more importantly, it, it's, it just, it feeds into very bad things because as soon as you compromise on a couple of things to, to keep your, your position alive, it becomes much easier to continue compromising in order to keep it alive. Mm -hmm. And kind of like with the, you know, virus people where, you know, I'm sure they, well, well, but he's not, he's not a no virus person and mm -hmm. he agrees with, with us and a lot of things, but, um, Look, know, man, I'll, just... I'll give him his due, man. He's stuck. He's stuck by his guns, and uh, for that, I've got to uh, give him props. Um, yeah, well, I mean, to watch him. Oh, <laughs> let, let me just do something because someone alerted me, and um, apparently he did a stream with George Webb, and he he made an, a complaint about oh, a complaint. Yeah, I guess you can call it that. Apparently his mother died, and um, I didn't contact him to give condolences. I'm sorry, um, Paul, if that's uh, um, if you've lost a parent, that's happened to me. It really sucks. I didn't know. Um, it wasn't anything malicious uh, <laughs> on my end. No, no one, um, no one enjoys going through that. So uh, let me just clear the deck there. And yeah, I'll just say you stuck by your guns and uh, kept to the um, kept to the biology. Yeah. 
he, he, he's done that a lot more than anybody else. Mm. And I mean, it's frustrating because like when I first, when I first became aware of him and was watching him at, at first glance, say, you know, I, I had my doubts, but at the very least, oh, he's still selling sheets of products. Right, he's still selling the sheets over, but but at least on the things that really matter, he hasn't changed. And, and it actually reminds me a lot of Andrew Huff, where you know he's there's there's a lot of things that can be you know shocking or off putting, or, or they don't seem to make much sense, or. Mm. Or it's easy to like think of him as grifting or whatever because he's got a book and etc. But but it, well, on balance, like at the end of the day, he's yeah, he's still doing his ground. Right he's still doing the right thing. He's still mm. putting up with everything from everybody else, and he's not. Well, he's not stabbing me in the back. Mm. So, I mean, it's not that it's not that he's a perfect person. Yeah, but no one is broke. From what I can tell, from what I can tell, he's 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 not a bad person working on bad things. Mm. So I'm willing to forgive people for their eccentricities because you actions speak louder than words. And what people haven't seen uh, behind the scenes, I have, and it tells me a lot because I've also seen a lot of other people behind the scenes, and and so. Well, like I said, I mean, well, we we have a saying uh, down down my way. You felt the fiber of his fabric, and uh... well, I mean, if, if Andrew Huff was here, he and I would like swap penis jokes and talk about how we felt each other's dicks. Away. <laughs> <It'd be crazy. laughs> I wrote one, wrote one. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Um, but well, from a perspective of military people, like to make jokes like that, but. Um, but you're right. I mean, it's. Uh, at least in that case, I've been pleasantly surprised because there's been. there, And, you know, Paul Cottrell, for everything that we don't know about him, he's. He's. He, he is moving in the right direction. Mm. And that's what is so weird about some of these other people that. Like, because George Webb, I don't know what to make of him. Um, and... Look, I, I'll say this about George Webb. Right? Um, it's really, um, he does pull out some gems and he, and I guess it sort of comes with the territory of what he, what he's, the area that he's operating in. But he just has, a, he has a tendency to throw everything at the wall. And... Yeah, I would agree with him. And so it's it's difficult, you know, for someone like myself who, who would normally come from a more sort of conservative approach to data, I would be more more circumspect. But I do I do think he's he he applies pressure, man, where it's um, but other people don't. And if you're if you're going out on the street. To meet people. Look, man, he came all the way down to Texas just to meet me. <laughs> I wasn't expecting him, but he just rocked up. And uh, there he was. <laughs> well, like... I think, and, and what people need to understand is, is that we may, we may, you know, 
we may have questions that are unanswered about people or things or what they're doing, but we don't go out of our way to, in fact, I, I don't think we've ever really attacked other people. No, I have, dude. <laughs> Depends. Well, okay, Depends well, who. Well, okay. No virus doesn't count. Um, but like for me, I, I don't even want to address what JC's doing because he's, because I don't want to, mm. but when he's personally pointing me out and attacking me and saying things that aren't true and and i know that because you know i i mean that's what bothers me because because i don't mind being attacked mm. i was a marine for 15 years i was one of the smallest I mean, I'm five six. I mean, I'm same size as you, but in the Marine Corps, that's relatively. Oh, I'm few inches taller than you, Rixie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Um, but you know, you know, I, I don't mind that because I mean, you, you take a lot of like you either you either become accustomed to it, or, or and you and you're mature about it, or and you learn to dish out your own, or you don't do it anymore. And you know, I did it for 15 years. So obviously I wasn't too bad at it. Mm. And so, but, but in, in that particular case, not only has he attacked us, like me and you, but he's obviously been, been lying about us to other people. Mm. And it, it was basically because we stood up and questioned him. Mm. And that's as far as I know. That's not a crime to do that, and we did it very respectfully. And then, well, initially, well, initially, but then when when he came out like really and just laid it all out, then I couldn't just be silent anymore. And neither could you. I mean, we were both incredibly frustrated because it was ridiculous. And now, well, and now other other people are doing the same thing because they're seeing how ridiculous it is. And he's continuing to to try to find new. In, instead of coming to terms with with this kind of stuff, he's he's just branching out and trying to find new shores to land on. Mm -hmm. and, and did you watch that Yidden um, clip I sent you with? Uh, uh, <laughs> I forgot his name as well. But the Fulmich, Rainer Fulmich. Um, Mike, Mike Eden and Mike Reiner Fulmich? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see that? Did you watch that clip I sent you? Or that one? Uh, when was it? I haven't recently watched anything of them now. No, I haven't seen them. Right, so um, basically the tenor that Yidden is taking is that there was no biological agents in play, right? That everything was just facade and the... Um, all we're dealing with is essentially a, a theatrics, basically. And yeah. this, this is an incredibly naive position to put people in when they're, when they're looking to you for advice around, you know, what, what the fuck is going on, man? And, um, and, and for people who don't know, he he was like a Pfizer executive mm. for a long time. And it's, it, it is disturbing to see him 
like going down this road, not because I believe he has the evidence, because he's basically saying, because he, he is, I think, kind of gotten to a no virus place. Yes. Which is weird because he used to work on therapeutics for viruses, but. Even, well, it's, it's, it's a little bit more nuanced than that. I want to say. It is more nuanced than that, but it's also not surprising that JC. No, I was going to say what his career path was, and I'm going to say it was more sort of allergens and. Yeah, um, yeah, it was more. He, he's not a, viral, a virologist, mm, mm, but. Mm. But the fact that JC, it was obvious that JC was going to love that because that's basically what he's saying is that it was all fake and nothing was real. And um, what's depressing is that he managed to snag one of the frontline doctors because, you know, Paul Alexander was in the early part of the pandemic, he was a doctor who was called upon to talk to people at the White House. I mean, he, he was. He was in there and he was a part of that decision making and stuff and, and those discussions with Burks and Redfield, et cetera. So the fact that he's promoting JC, even though he, he's he's not like a it was completely all fake. He's just trying to figure it all out. Um but yeah, it's just a it sets us back. Because well, to, to, the issue yeah, though is just—I just, don't know a better way to put it than that. I'm trying to wrap my head around what we're being set back in, and bear with me whilst I try and formulate this. So, you know, what 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 are we seeing? And I I think it's important to pull on as many threads as possible, right? And um, again, I. You have to take what you see coming out of Ukraine, especially from well, essentially both sides, but the the Ukrainian side, I'm even more skeptical of. And everything seems to be, in my opinion, pulling us. That's, that's where the big gravity well is. And the, you know, but it's... It's part of the end game just to, you know, to, and I get all the political ideation around Belt and Road Initiative, etc. And um, they could all be working in cahoots to break the, uh, the, the US at, at that sort of level. But there seems to be this very, very self-immolating part on the part of the US in this particular instance which is to sort of fan these particular flames that would, from my perspective, drag everyone into the, well, I don't know what you call it. I think it's meat grinder, I guess. Um, but, well, so, yeah, I guess this is the question. So from a, from a threat assessment perspective, okay, we have... We have multiple actors at play, and um, where where exactly do we pin the tail on this particular ass? Um, well, I so one of the things that I, I that I have done recently is I, I was in fact I wasn't even looking to do this, but 
in Googling for literally something completely unrelated. I was going through images trying to find, I don't even remember what it was, some, something having to do with the structure of the spike protein. And like in the choices on Google, there, there was this, um, there's a, like some images and there's one and I click on it. And you know how, when you're doing Google search for images, you, you click on it and then it on the side, it, it opens it up bigger. And then there's like other images that are similar to it that pop up. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, so this image happened to be what appeared to be one of the slides from whatever this Intel was that was released. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so, so from this, from this leak or whatever. And I never, I had never seen any of that anywhere, which is actually kind of surprising because you would think if, if it was leaked that you would have seen it more places. But, um, but I saw it and uh, I didn't want to click on it because, well, I, I don't want to give the feds a reason to, mm. to do whatever they want to do with right. my computer any more than they already probably do whatever the fuck they want to do anyway. So, but, you know, I did look at it and I kind of zoomed in and, and then I zoomed in at the, like the other, like three or four slides that I could see. And, and, and they were, they were definitely marked class. They were secret, um, you know, specifically for the NATO countries. Um, so they look legit to you in that respect. Everything that was on there, like I mean, that's easy to to fake, but but the information that was in there, and the the way it was presented, and everything else looked pretty legit to me. I mean, I've seen slides like that before, I've, and the the way they were talking about different stuff. And so, so basically, I mean, I, I don't really have any obligation, to be honest. I'm, I'm not a member of the military or anything. I'm just a regular private citizen. I can do whatever the fuck I want. But, um, you know, I don't want to do anything that will be damaging. But so, but what I will say is that it was, when it comes to, like I said, I didn't see everything. But it showed, like, there was one that had a map on it that showed, like, the disposition of forces. And this, the number of forces for each side, and at least their estimates of what they are, and that was rather detailed. And just based upon it, it seems unlikely that somebody would fake it because uh, it basically showed, you know, even numbers on both sides, and and I think that was like Bakhmus or whatever, like just in that front. In the southern part, which is where most of the action is anyway. Um, but it also, another slide was listing off the, the supplies that were incoming. And I guess, so like the vehicles and stuff that were coming from different NATO members that were going to be supplied. And another, another slide was showing the it was showing the permafrost, um, like basically, what month does the does the ground stop being frozen in you in Ukraine, and that happens to go 
like it, it unfreezes more from east to west, which makes sense because like the further inside you get into a continent away from the ocean, the longer it takes for temperature right. things to happen. So and you get greater temperature variance in the day. So so that was all legit. And so they showed that and then they showed at what like at what like the timeline for when that happens and then it showed the timeline for how long it would take for the ground to dry because after it thaws it's still muddy right so basically what it's showing is that it's showing the the in the theater of war it's showing the the periods at which places become maneuverable again for especially for heavy track vehicles i would be my guess um and it so basically my takeaway from that was that it it didn't appear to show any sort of anything happening offensively until at least well until like may at least because it takes a long time for that mud to to dry right after it thaws so it it definitely appears like what i've heard in the news because because we've heard that there's supposed to be like an offensive and it definitely appears like there couldn't really be one from any from either side until that takes place. So that does appear to show timelines and like everything that I saw looked legit. It's hard for me to, to believe that that is fake. Mm -hmm. So So I don't even know how, like it was still available by the time I looked like it was just the fact that that, to me, looks like actual legitimate Intel. So what what do you make of, so I've heard, this explanation that um, it, the war hasn't progressed as predicted. And so what they're trying to do is soften up the public's perception and that the, that the policy is, has failed somewhat. And I definitely, I don't remember where I heard it, but I agree with you. I think they're I think they're trying to I don't think they're going to get victory like they want. In fact, I've I've even like just from everything that I'm seeing it looks to me like they're starting to realize well privately that they don't want to I, I do think that this might end peaceably and more soon than we think. God, I is my guess. Because I, well, I, I pray so too. But just the, it's it just. I read something somewhere else, and I, I don't remember what it is. And I don't remember where it was because I, and I read, I read a lot. But mm. just on the basis of everything that I've seen. Now. Uh, the Ukrainians are not in a great place. No. And I think it just might be, I think we might be in an inflection point where, where whoever is, has been trying to, to foment this realizes that it's, it's going to cost them too much. And I think that probably has to do with what's been going on recently with the strategic uh like negotiations and things with saudi arabia and and the BRICS countries and everything i think i think they're realizing 
this is doing way more harm than good. It always has been, but I think they're, I think the Saudi Arabia defection may be a key turning point because if they can't, if they can't keep the dollar as a reserve currency, then NATO can't keep applying the pressure that they're applying. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, that, that obviously just leads into the um, probability space of, well, maybe that's what they want. Right. And, you know, this is, well, I mean, that's, what it, that, that's what Russia wants and China wants. Yeah. But it's, but, like, it's, is there a, a few, a few steps up the ladder that needs to this, and this is just my concern at the moment. That everything just seems geared towards breakdown of of what we. Well, I just forget the U.S.'s foreign policy. Um, you know that's a that's a whole different subject. But just there, there seems to be a concerted effort to pull at the threads of American society such that they want chaos and they seem to be they seem to be getting it and it's manifesting in all manner of it's mental illness that you're seeing everywhere where you know this is where the diversity bullshit comes in and the um, the tranny kitty diddling and like I said on on my last stream dude I hit the roof where um, the UN are proposing um, basically just decriminalizing paedophilia right this is UN AIDS organization and essentially well, um, I guess I don't know. I think that maybe there. It's it's hard to know when you don't know who exactly is the driving force and and where they sit. So that makes the strategy hard to to pinpoint exactly. But it it did seem for a while like they were just trying to literally throw us into nuclear war or something, mm-hmm. approximating it, and. I mean, it's kind of terrifying to think that maybe Russia and China ganging up, or really that that China backed up Russia and that Saudi Arabia was saying, fuck this shit. Mm. That it's it's terrifying to think that that might be the only thing that kept, or or that that could keep Ukraine from being this flashpoint that some people obviously like, obviously is some people wanted like full out war and, and it doesn't seem like they're getting it. And, and yeah, without knowing who the, the players are, it's hard to know how to call the game. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, for whatever reason, it seems like there's a growing sense that, you know, we can't do this because all we're really doing is hurting ourselves economically and we're not even going to get the result that we want. And I think that ultimately that's why you're going to see these defections. You're just going to see this uh, capitulation in this way. 
Well, I'm saying, even Malaysia, I saw this morning, came out and said, oh, we don't need the dollar anymore. And, you know, Malaysia's pretty, yeah, you know, it's a poor country, but um, has a pretty important geostrategic slash political place yeah. in, in the world. The Straits of Malacca mm. and Singapore and everything are right there. And... You know, some stupid large fraction of the of the world's goods flow through these straits and through the South China Sea, etc. Mm. And like, what's ironic is that all of this is these are all perfectly rational moves when you have the foreign policy that we've had. Just like Putin not invading the Ukraine and Saudi Arabia. Be, being our friends and being willing to make peace with Israel. Um, that was only like two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. And so that's, that's proof positive that, that uh, who is sitting in the seat doing these things matters because even Trump, who is a flawed individual in 8 billion ways, the one thing that he was willing to do was stand up for the United States and and not just well, he didn't engage in sort of yeah, I mean, reckless he, he war. Um, yeah. you know the how is it the drone that the Iranians shot down, right? Yeah, it was Douglas McGregor. I saw a clip from him this morning. I think it was from Redacted, that um, couple that were on uh, Rumble, used to be at Fox News. Yeah. Um, and basically, he was saying that, well, he laid out that, that that drone was basically flying up against the Iranian air defense boundary and had its transponder off. And in doing so, he said that any, and this would be my my view, right? Anything that sort of approaches those zones and doesn't identify itself, well, you're, you're well within your rights to um, take it out. Of course. Which is what they did. And I think to Trump's credit, he didn't take the bait on that one. And we saw immense pressure being applied to him, um, the likes of... Uh, What's his face? Bolton, right? John Bolton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember that now. And and see, this is that's actually a really, really good point because we think about that in juxtaposition with what happened just a few days after he took office, which was like the the chemical attacks in Syria. Mm-hmm. And and yes, now I mean we it's hard to really tell who did what and whatever, but. Um, if you remember, that happened and within hours. We had conducted airstrikes on a Syrian airbase that the planes came from, apparently. And so, the, so this attack occurred. They received credible intelligence that that a had a, well they knew it was a chemical attack, but. Um, 
his response was to immediately, like immediately. The, the only reason he, he called the Russians, and the reason he called the Russians was to say, get all your people off the airfield. Right, I remember that, yeah. Because we're going to hit the place. And they took out a third, a third of the Syrian Air Force in a single set of missile strikes. Um, and and Trump, you know, told the Russians, "Hey, you got thirty minutes to, to uh, get away from there." And but that was a response. And what it was was the reason why the Syrians had done it was because they thought they could get away with it, because that's what you do if if you perceive somebody to be in a position of weakness and you want to do something, well, then you'll do it. And, but you know what? After that, Putin didn't invade Ukraine. Okay. He didn't play any games. He didn't do anything. And I believe very strongly that that is why. I mean, it's not the only reason, but it was the fact that Trump had talked tough and as soon as he was tested, the very first time, he did that. And then you saw very little from anybody after that. And but at the same time, he showed restraint. He didn't want to start a war. What he wanted to do was send a message, basically to prevent bigger conflicts or to prevent us from getting more deeply engaged into something. Right. And it worked at almost every level. And he got the, like he did exactly what what Democrats didn't want him to do, which was recognize the embassy in Jerusalem and all that shit. And it was after that that, that those different nations started signing peace deals with Israel. So you know what? That's what can happen when the U.S. is using its and projecting its power in a better way. Because instead of fighting major wars and all that crap, we were basically saying we want there to be peace, and we don't want you to to cross red lines that you say you're not that, that you're not supposed to cross. And so the only that was probably the most force he ever used was yeah. three days after he inaugurated. Mm. But he, but somebody crossed the red line. He did what he did, took out a third of their air force in a single snap. And that was it. We didn't invade Syria. We didn't do anything else. Mm -hmm. And then he went after ISIS, and they took them out that quickly when they were allowed to actually do it. And so yes, although they're back they in action this week, right? Have you seen that? Well, of course they are, because that's what happens when you have a leadership vacuum. Mm -hmm. Because because China doesn't give a shit about ISIS. Like strategically, that that's immaterial to them as long as they can do what they want. And so. Yeah, what we're seeing is is the good and bad that comes when you're, well, you're a dirtbag and you have globalist agendas and you're, you don't give a shit about people. Then you make dumb decisions. I, I don't know. It, it's, I, I know I'm making it sound simple and it's not. It's very complex. But, but at the end of the day, we can look at the evidence from what happened and it's it's pretty stark the difference between now and three years ago oh yeah three years ago the economy was was 
the economy was good enough that when we got out of the pandemic lockdown, we were able to recover much faster because the economy had been so good. And people need to understand that, that if we didn't have those, those years where, where our economy was expanding, then our, our, our bottom would have been lower, much lower, much lower. And then we'd be stalling out like we are now in, in a much worse place. Like just everything about this, it makes it so obvious that the Democrats in power are completely worthless. Mm. It's, and it's, it's sad because all of that could, we, we didn't have to have any of this. No, well, and you know, this, this, that's what this is. This brings us to the point where, you know, we've talked about this before, but you know, was, was Trump getting in such a shock to the system or was it again, how much is sort of planned and played out and did him sort of arriving on the scene that way sort of trigger a bunch of actions that well, led to led to the circumstances we have today, and particularly what, what appears to be the deliberate release of, oh, I can't say 100% deliberate, but release of biological agents as a, as a prelude to this more intense phase that we're in right now. Well, uh, I mean, it, 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 it's hard to say for sure, but... Um... But what's depressing is, is to once again look, look at the differences. I mean, I don't think they expected that the U.S. was going to um, – I, they didn't expect for the U.S. to do well during the last half of the, of the previous decade. I think it was part of their plan, whoever they are, to have a slow decline and – so depending on who it is, it's tough to say for sure, but but it, I mean Obama seemed perfectly happy with two percent growth or, or less. They, they they weren't in a rush to completely turn the ship around. I mean, if this was the Titanic, they they were just happy puttering along until we hit the iceberg. And they weren't really doing anything to change it. And so that makes me think, just based on what happened next, they did not expect Trump to, to win. Mm. Um, they thought that they would be able to defeat him, and they threw the book at him. Still are. And he still won. <laughs> he still won. And so I think, I think that if the pandemic was planned, then it was going to happen regardless. Right, right. But they, it was certainly tweaked to um, to try to do whatever they could to get rid of him. I mean, I, I have no doubt. Like, I don't think it's conspiracy or theory at all to say that uh, Anthony Fauci was ready, active, willing, and engaged in assisting with the removal of Trump from office. Yeah. I mean. There was, and what sucks is that there was no, if that's the case, there was no motivation for him to 
well, really do anything to save American lives prior to the election because that would make Trump look good. I mean, if, if you had the response that Sweden had, I, I mean, I believe, obviously, that that's why he was so pissed at, at Jay Bhattacharya and Martin Koldorf in the Great Barrington Declaration because he didn't want any scientist to disagree with him. And he was able, because remember that came out in October of 2020. Well, that, that's that email where they're saying we need to take this down hard, right? That... I don't remember exactly when the date was. It was somewhere between like late August and, and early October, I think, when the Great Barrington Declaration came out. Mm. But but whenever it came out, they they were very concerned mm. because what they really didn't want was anybody questioning the consensus. Mm. That was like paramount to them. And because they did not want the American people to hear that there was an, an, that there were other options available that didn't include them taking complete control of everything. Mm. And it, it's just, I mean, after reading so many emails and all this other stuff, it was, it's obvious to me that, that he was, his motivation was not the safety of the, and well-being of the American people in 2020. It was to do it, whatever it was going to do, and he obviously didn't care about the results because however bad it got, he'd be able to blame it on, on Trump. Mm. And then, of course, what we all saw was as soon as Biden was elected, every, more people died. <laughs> I mean, two-thirds of the deaths in the United States from COVID happened in the Biden administration. So it, it had not, so nothing that they did or didn't do changed anything, and if anything, it just extended it out. If we included the, if we said, and yes, I know that if JC was here, we'd say, oh well, I mean, we don't know how many people actually died from the virus. Okay, whatever. But when you look at the excess deaths, when are they occurring? Mostly in twenty twenty one, in twenty twenty two, in twenty twenty three. So. Um, whatever was killing people and is killing people, it had much less to do with anything that Trump was doing than something else. So that's the real bottom line. And of course, as soon as Biden went into office, they stopped talking about the case totals and the death totals and all that crap. Right, right. They, di they dialed it back because it was politically not useful to them anymore. And we just had data point this well, end of last week. I can't believe that was end of last week. Well, between the last I spoke to you and today, um, the U UK Office for National Statistics put out that um, they, they, they're running at 20% excess mortality at the moment. You know what the number one killer is? Dementia. And these... These fucking assholes could have. Mm. Well, they are literally, they are literally saying everything. They are doing everything they can to, to divorce this from anything having to do with, the pandemic, the shots, anything, you know, like, too much video games will, can have a kid have a heart attack and, yeah, I mean it's just sick. It's sickening, that they're trying to play off this dementia crap as as anything other than what it is. But the correlation is is stupefying. 
And so it, it's horrific that they would continue to pretend. It really is. Um, well, I don't, I don't know. You know, there's, there's a potential... Look, in my field, there was, you know, the, one of the big talking points, I guess it's a bit like virology, which is, oh, there's a hundred year pandemic that comes along every, um, you know, hundred years. But it just, it, it was sort of taking as axiomatic that dementia was going to be causing ever more and more problems. And, but we, we just sort of ripped, ripped apart that trend that we were on have made it a thousand times more worse than it needed to be and maybe maybe they this is this is what bothers me is that they need they want to get rid of older generations because they remember what life used to be like before the i don't know i, I think we can s split the world into pre-internet and post-internet maybe and you know when did when did the internet really start picking up steam i mean it was it was around for a long time but it wasn't until um i, I would say 2000 yeah reflection point. yeah and i want to say it was like well windows 98 right that so that came out and then there was uh um oh god what was that program back then netscape right <laughs> and and then things just started to get a bit squirrely right and then we had 9-11 which basically laid the groundwork for where we are today and this is so this is the very treacherous tangle of knots that we have to undo and get back to that um i don't know but, but like I, I guess you could call it a defensive posture right where um you and that that the response to 9-11 no matter what what its cause was the instantiation of all this patriot act by patriot whatever um the, and you know people forget that there's those anthrax attacks right in the right as that was going on and it was that that seeded this environment i would say or or, or accelerated it Come yeah on. this is this is definitely connected to that. and it's perhaps it's it's fitting that just recently i i started reading the uh like the fbi foia documents from the investigation into bruce ivins and mm. steve and and that whole situation where they they ultimately came to you know say that Bruce Ivins was the perpetrator behind the anthrax attack and it was that it was September 11th and that that was the the onus for the Patriot Act and everything that followed and and I'm kind of torn because I've read several hundred pages now of that investigation and and you know there there's a very compelling case to be made that Bruce Ivins was involved in in doing something. Um, it was. Oh, tell me more. I, well, just when you go back and actually look at it, and what. So, um, what I'll say first is that 
there's a lot of evidence that makes it look incredibly likely that that he was in fact the person who was involved in at least the primary figure involved in cooking up the the batch of anthrax that was ultimately released in those letters and there's a lot of other um, circumstantial evidence that it does tie him to the location where the letters were sent. Mm. However, having said that, <laughs> the fact that, like, if I hadn't lived through these this past three years, then it would be easy for me to say, you know what, I've seen a lot of the evidence and it's pretty damning. Mm. However, I have lived through the, the last three years and I know that the government would do pretty much anything to absolve itself of that. And so it's hard for me to just, even that, it's hard for me to take a face value because, I mean, we're talking about the FBI. I mean, right. there, it, and it's sad, I guess, because it, cause it really makes you question the institutions that you shouldn't question, but let's face it. Um, the deep state has has lied about a lot of shit and they've let a lot of people die or and or kill them themselves and so um so i, I have to remain skeptical so yes bruce ivan's appeared to be a weirdo but but once again none of that evidence was published or anything before he died yeah, so scientists are fucking weirdos yeah, I mean, so it sucks because because I want to believe the evidence, I really do. But there's too much other evidence that shows that the odds of him working alone, if he was the person who made it, are just stupefyingly small. Mm. Um, and well, that, that sort of I've got just technical question. So cooking, oh, cook, yeah, it's cooking up, but. Um, making that batch, um, I, I would have to presume you, in that environment, you've got to check in and check out all your materials that you would Correct. be working on. Well, not, now they didn't present that evidence, and but what they did have, and like I said, there, there's a lot of evidence. So if we take it at face value, they had check-ins and check-outs using ID cards from like the times and dates and the, and the person. Into the um, secure, like P4 lab, and and out, and they like, and they they redacted everything that, that was just Bruce Ivans. And so once again, if that is legit, I mean, they showed there were patterns going back for years of certain things, and then in the lead up to nine eleven, there was a different pattern where he was working later. And then there was other evidence where it was talking about there was there was like email conversations of him talking about his his family life at home and the fact that he was working late and his wife didn't like that and stuff. So if that evidence is all true, I mean it looks it looks pretty clear that he was doing something he wasn't supposed to be doing, and it's compelling. Um, but once again, it's yeah, but until, you, until you know who else is in that lab. <laughs> yeah, well, because, I mean, 
just researching it in, from all the different like places that I've seen. And once again, I, I started doing that because it, it cropped up when I was searching for SEB, so cephaloteratoxin B, which had formerly been a bioweapon. And initially what I'd found, what, what popped up in the search I was doing was that showed up, it was a page from this couple thousand pages of FOIA documents where they were talking about they were doing um, uh, challenge studies with anthrax and SEB on rabbits. And that was taking place at Fort Detrick in the P4 lab. And, and that's how I kind of, that's how I found that pile of documents. And then, then I just went from there. But when you look at like the, the batches, like all the information about where the strains came from, it is hard to see that, like, and, and because they were able to identify the strain and it wasn't, and the way that it was identified was not in a way that could be controlled as easily in terms of narrative, if, if it was, if some of that was faked, then, then Ivan's may have become a fall guy. But at the very least, the fact that it was aim strain of, of this peculiar type of anthrax and the fact that it was, that only certain places had it and that they were able to rule out other people, um, I do believe that it was the aim strain. And I do believe that they can and could have tracked where it came from at the very least. And then whether or not it was Ivan's, I don't know but they definitely were able to figure out quickly that it came from us. And that was a real kicker that hurt yeah. because they couldn't, they couldn't fake that. And so they knew that by like December, 2001, maybe. And that had come out at some point very quickly. And so, so they couldn't completely just rule out that it, but like they couldn't continue to say that it was Saddam Hussein. Right. Cause at some point they had to admit, okay, yeah, it didn't come from him. Um, so yeah, whether or not Bruce Ivins was the one, I, I don't know. The evidence is compellingly that says yes, but at the same time, how much can you trust? I don't know. But the big key is that it was not from a foreign country that were, whoever did it had access to our stuff. And the fact that it took so long for them to investigate and the fact that they were able to slowly build up this case against him over time. Um, but he, he got exonerated, right? Because he, he, he literally, I want to say he topped himself. And well, he committed, he committed suicide. Well, we, he, he committed suicide, quote, unquote, um, like with air quotes, because I, I mean, we, we just don't know. I, one I, shot to the chest and one to the back of the head, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Like a. Like, like, what's his face in jail? Epstein, yeah. Mm. Um, which I shouldn't say his name because now the bots are checking the algorithm and they're going to nuke this podcast. But, it's rumble. Suitcase. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think that, um, I think that ultimately they were able to. Yeah, it was pinned on him. So the, and, and so the thing with yeah. the um, the Amerifrax strain, right? It was because they had a special milling process. That's, that's well, what it was, Amerifrax was the name of the 
of the FBI investigate. It was the code name. It was the FBI code name for the investigation. It was Amerithrax. I don't know that that name was ever. Oh, I, th- I thought that was the. Yes, yes, and I think. See, this is this is why it's interesting is because they because remember they the attacks happened and they were immediately blamed on terrorists. Well, and obviously because they they said like death to America and shit like that. Um, but after it became apparent, however, that news got out that it was that it was an American strain. That story died completely in the media. But the problem, the problem is that the Patriot Act and and everything associated with it had been passed within a couple of weeks of the attack. Like, oh God, like yeah, it didn't take long, did it, bro? It was just... the, the damage was already done so fast that it almost didn't matter what they did with the investigation because as long as as long as they were able to come up with some bullshit, um, the damage had already been done, and that's the problem. Yeah, it's one because they, they can fabricate everything; they can do whatever they want. But they were able, and to be honest, so whoever conducted those attacks, you could definitely call it terrorism because the goal of terrorism is political objectives through fear. So they were an incredibly successful terrorist attack when it comes to that. And then everything else is kind of details, but that's what's scary is once you once you once they achieve their their objectives, whatever else happened next was just a matter of whatever needed to happen because the damage had already been done. And it in fact they used they used some of those tactics and stuff. They they were able to to use some of the Patriot Act like expanded powers and stuff to do basically whatever they wanted with um with bruce ivins because they could go through anything that they wanted to of his they could go through anything they wanted to of anybody else's and it was it would have been much easier to fabricate evidence in that case so listen lex spittles listen they're gonna do it to you now (laughs) you're all bruce ivins now with these uh but yeah i'm just hoping that like you know it sucks, but I mean, I, I have no doubt that they would they would not uh, waste one breath in deciding whether or not to fuck with me or anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, you, you need to be fucking careful, mate. Real, real careful. Um, and like, I, I would, you know, man, you need to. Uh, well, like I say, being out, we we had this discussion sort of um, in, in the background the uh, yeah Saturday, which is probably being in the public eye right now. So just doing something like this is better yeah. for you than I don't know, sort of beavering away and thinking you're going to send information up like a chain of command that has that you think is going to have your back. And so, you know, Absolutely. we're we're in a very um dark spot right where yeah when something like a Merithrax is in the mix that points to these networks at play and that the simple fact is that that ignited the push for 
Um, well, we don't know how much was really going on in Ukraine in the nineties, I would say. But certainly, well, it was just a it was an easy place to to shift um, assets towards after Iraq, because remember that anything that was in these biological places in Iraq. 10 years or 15 years earlier, had, some of that had come from us. Mm. So covering or extracting evidence from Iraq's biological weapons program ultimately was useful to protecting us from further um, inquiries and things, us being the United States. Sorry, say that again? To, by... I, I didn't catch by, that. By shifting focus to Iraq, you mean? Yeah, because you, you remember you had talked to somebody who had said that they took crane. I think it was. Oh, that's that. that's Mark. Um, yeah, so he was. He's, and he was sort of pointing out that potentially there are these mobile labs. That they they are a thing, right? You can just look on the internet for them, right? You got a. A few tens of millions laying around, you can have have some, right? And the what maybe happened is is that they just wheeled that thing onto one of those Antonov. What the full designation is, but you know the transporters, the way like the front lifts up, right? And. Oh, well, yeah, just the bigger planes and or helicopters or whatever it was. But if I remember correctly, they they were moving massive pieces of equipment mm. out of Iraq. Mm. And well, so that that actually brings something back into. Well, I've got a question to ask you, which is: it's not just a case of us sort of giving chemical weapons to. Iraq and saying biological yeah, yeah, biological weapons and saying have at it. It literally means that we probably have personnel on the ground operating those labs, right? And look, no disrespect to Iraqis, but uh, you're not exactly known so, for your. Uh... I don't know. I mean, I don't know whether or not that was necessary. It kind of depends because it's tough to say if we. I doubt that we would have given them our best stuff. Mm. Okay. But at the same time, remember that at their main facility in southern Iraq that was subsequently blown up by combat engineers, all the troops that were in that area had these mycoplasma infections that had GP120 in it. So that's concerning to me because it, it's not just because there's lots of people with Gulf War illness they weren't there, but still got the shots. So it's obvious that the shots had some impact because there was a lot of autoimmune stuff that arose in them. But for where this group of people is, it, it appears that... Hey, I'm, doing, I'm, get, I'm getting reports that the vid has frozen. Shit. Uh-oh. Oh. Well... Did, did we cross the line? Maybe. We might have done it. It still looks good for me. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, like digging digging into this sort of historical stuff. That eventually, what it does is it just begins to, you know, it's like a flash of light, right? And you know that there's something in the room. And then, if you think if you think of it like a sort of increasing frequency of strobe light, right? We know something's in the room, and so pe people were, we were. We were naive motherfuckers back then, bro. Oh God, yes we were. Yeah, and look, you know, <laughs> any conspiracies was JFK and moon landings, right? And look, I can I can remember, um, oh, what's it called? The listening cyst echelon being sort of discussed that they had all this sort of ability to. Uh, monitor communications and which they did right it's just that after after 9-11 they could just come out in the open and just say yeah we're, we're we're doing that and you know nick has that picture of these splitters right well, not the pictures but the door to the rooms where they had these optical splitters that they would just take and just mass aggregate data from cell phones i guess and you know i get the I, I understand that there's a need to be able to intercept data right that could be life or death critical but there's a there's a part that just seems to be spiraling out of control right where you've handed over so much power and well the ability to bring force i guess to to entities that sh you should be inherently skeptical of at all times and you know i growing up you know i kind of i had i believe that there were all those checks and balances in place <laughs> in the us dude I, that's uh, i had that um well, yeah, again, very um, naive ideas back then. You're not the only one. You're not the only one. I think that um, Edward Snowden really did uh, have a huge impact. Mm. And the more time that goes by since he since that happened, when he did what he did, the more I realized how heroic he was and how much courage that took because, I mean, and, and to be honest, it, that kind of um, informs my, my perspective on Major Murphy. And obviously I, I, I helped Major Murphy to, to do what he did. and. But, but the truth is, is that, that without these people doing these things, and Major Murphy was able to, to do it, and without too much <laughs> fuss and blowback so far, because the documents were literally unmarked. So, dude, just you can even say that they were classified. Give me a second. I just fucking dry half that fucking vape. 
Uh-oh. I need to go get a drink. Uh, you know what? Um, oh, that's fucking harsh. Um, <laughs> Nick's in the chat. Bring Nick in. What's that going? Huh. I just drink some milk or something. Motherfucker. Well, if you want, I mean, we can just take a commercial break for a couple minutes and, and come back. Uh, I don't know. Does Nick, do you want to come on? And uh, I don't know if you need to take a, take a piss. Well, well, I mean, just a... Uh... Well, you know what? Well, let's do that. I'll, I'll, I'll I don't hit want to the. Too in this without without you being here, so. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll, I'll put the. I'll be back in a second, guys. Um, I need milk, quick. <laughs> yeah, let's put the music on. Just ask the chat if they had any specific things they, or any questions that they want us to, to address. Um, see anything? Link there? <clears throat> I'm seeing a Wayback Machine. Doesn't work. Okay. Uh, I, I'm, uh, as Nick came up in the conversation, um, I'll send him an invite. And, uh, see if he wants to jump in and talk about this surveillance. He know, he's he's actually quite knowledgeable in that um, in that area. Give me a second. Yeah, yep. Um, let's do this and do this. So, you know, we basically the take home is is that we've we've got. Um, Hostile networks operating, I don't know, to their own uh, their own dis- their own aims that would seem, well, in my in my view, antithetical to uh, the founding documents of the United States and the 
<clears throat> the the question is is how to how to root them out at the moment and um what what at what point do we do we say that there's a success right that we can i, I of course there's eternal vigilance right always being the the price of freedom i think is the lame saying but yeah i think that the well every success that we have in bringing out the truth of the pandemic is, is good because at the very least the deep state has been involved in trying to cover it up mm. you know regardless of who who started it mm. but i really think that we'll learn a lot from this campaign of RFK. I really do. Because mm. his existence is, is, has been framed by this battle with the deep state. So, mm. well, that, you know, that has something to the conversation. Uh, there's a. Uh... There's a whole bunch of evidence which points to uh, that was Mossad that did that because of. Uh... They wanted to. They wanted their nuclear reactor. I forget what it's called. Demona, is it something like that? And um, was Kennedy against that? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, and uh, it was it was those that um, did the D. Well, you know, I don't know how much is sort of mob um, activity as well. I'm sure that you know. <laughs> You want to try and put distance between you and the the crime, I guess. Not sure crime really, really covers that whole series of events, but um, what happened to the camera? Oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> Hang on, you're just uh, you're gonna get a uh, a. And uh, Nick, good to see you, bro. The Japanese are milk. Uh, mm. <laughs> yeah, those so fucking strange. dry huffs on those that. vapes, man. Brutal. Moisture <clears throat> buzz there, yeah. Mm. It's okay. Yeah, very much so. So, you know, we're, we're talking a little bit about, um, well, I guess how this deep state emerged after 9-11. And you, you're very knowledgeable in that telecoms domain from my interaction with you um are you giving too much away by saying no no these are all things that i've talked about so uh, there have been tens of thousands of people that work for cell phone companies so okay. it's not a doxing thing so how, how did you know about those rooms and were you in any way involved with them or the, 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 I'm talking I'm, about the optical splitters and the. I'm 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 hiding right out of the spotlight here when I talk about this activity. Mm -hmm. um, I worked in a team that was involved <coughs> or was engaged in actually installing them. <coughs> so no the shit. interesting, yeah. The interesting part, uh, I I was never inside. There was a subset of our group that uh, got tagged for this intelligence project. Uh, and 
it began with a letter and the letter uh, should have been from a judge to make this kind of a directive to the CEO of the phone company. And it wasn't, it was a, it was a letter from an attorney at the NSA. And they did that all over the place. They did it across all of the prism, uh, P R I S M prism, uh, uh, email collection and all, you know, all, all of the different AOL and, and Yahoo and MSN, all of that. Uh, they just basically took a letter in and said, you need to do this. And everybody caved. Hmm. I know there was one email uh, ISP that held out. I can't remember who it was. It was just a, you know, one of the minor players. Yeah. No doubt they got crushed. <laughs> oh yeah. They, now they're on top of the world. They own everything. No. And that man was Elon Musk. No, it, uh, it, but coming back, to the, coming back to the splitters. So, <clears throat> yeah, not harsh. Don't harsh your buzz again. Um, no, I'm just, I'm still a bit. Um, uh, I just, I don't know what that uh, reflexive. I guess. Mm -hmm. just, it's all good. Don't make me laugh don't too hard, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't don't spit the milk. Okay, okay, so, so Nick. So, well, go ahead. I guess I should. Uh, my. My big takeaway here is that you, what you just said. So first off, I don't know shit about you because well, I had a different picture. Um, we know but, one thing, bro. <laughs> I know it's good. <laughs> um, Sorry, Nick. I had to. That's pretty. It's all good. It's all good. No, 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 no. I mean, Nick is awesome. Um, but it, it, uh, this obviously makes me more curious. But it also tells me that what you're referring to is, at least I hope, I hope you're referring to post. 9-11. I'm referring to 2002. Okay. Well, that's still scary, but it, because PRISM obviously is one of the programs that Edward Snowden, like, maybe it came out because of his activities. Yes. So, yes. I was, I was in no way technically connected to those companies. I was at a phone company and it no, all no, kind I, of happened I was trying to get a, a good sequence. Time. So because yeah, if you were, yeah. if you, if you, if what you were talking about was pre Patriot 2002. Act, no, that would be totally different. But okay, okay. I just want to clarify that. Now, now, interestingly enough, uh, you know how the anecdotes go, Charles. Uh, someone I mentioned, I mentioned this uh, and posted a picture of those doors, and an old timer came out of the woodwork and said they've had all of the signals off of all of the mobile switches since they were instantiated, since they you know went into operation, which would have been would be the surprising. late eighties. Yeah, that's uh, well, that's I mean, echelon. Think about the phone companies, but yeah. that's that's yeah. echelon, which is the five eyes listening, whatever. You know, um, I'm trying to remember the place in the UK now that. Well, yeah, it's not that I didn't think that they did illegal things prior to the Patriot Act, but but at the same time, if if obviously if we could prove that, that would be in an, in and of itself bad. But but you, just the fact that you're aware. Like I yeah I need to shut up because I'm very curious about what you're what you're talking about. I did not know that you knew okay. about this case very much, but yeah yeah yeah. So um, our uh, the group uh, was you know split it like I said we we were all working on different different things and a few of them were grouped together and they got read into this uh, operation and uh, they all came back from their first meeting uh, looking pretty grave like wow you know just sort of. Um, stunned and then they all clammed up and nobody would talk about what was going on and a couple of us actually knew 
uh, that there was construction going on on another floor where they were installing this little simple room. And uh, they take the main optical trunk and they run it through this very, very simple device. I mean, it literally is a, when, if you played with a prism in first grade and took a, you know, put it in the sunlight to make rainbows, it's, it's about that complex. The devices that I see on the internet today are about the size of a small wireless router. And you've got opticals in and two opticals out. Uh, and it just literally clones everything that goes across the circuit. So all of the semantics that I heard going on about metadata, we only look at metadata. I, I you know, I just, I was rolling my eyes for 10 years. I mean, it's like, this is, <laughs> this is absurd. I didn't have a reason to trust my federal government before. And, you know, after that, I'm like, oh, you guys are all going to go out there and just lie, 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 because there have to be a lot of people in the technology world who know just how much, you know, like I knew on the telecom side and Snowden, for some reason, I think he was in the, in the actual surveillance uh, group, right. With, uh, uh, you know, he was, he was, he was in a team that was managing access to the private data. So um, that's how we understand this, the scope of it. Kind of. Well, he, I think he was at the end, he was hired in that administratively. Yeah. I, I want to say he was part of uh, analysis of this, well, he quite unquote meta, yeah. Everything to all the programs, basically. So this, this is this is really like the birth of big data phishing for Intel, um, essentially automatically. And so, what, what people sort of need to like, like the AI you're being allowed to play with now, right? That's. I would wager that's probably a good 10, 15 years old in terms of being able to pick pick out signals from this noise. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they're just, well, th th there's this trade-off, right, between ever more sophisticated, what do you call them, knickknacks, I guess, uh, that we that we knowingly sign on for, right? Because it's got a new camera on it. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say that it's a certain number of years behind and not that it would really matter, but I would say that it's more about anything that we have access to. We obviously know that it's not top of the line. In fact, I saw an interview today with, with the CEO of, of Google. I was talking about, you know, it was a 60 minutes thing and, but I mean, he, he even said there, yeah, we've got, we've got further models above, you know, whatever the name of their current chatting is that's available to the public that haven't been released that we're, you know, we're working with and we're, we, we don't want to release it until, you know, we have enough safeguards and stuff in place. So it's never really a question that we're getting the, the top of the line. Um, I guess the real question, the real question is, is how far ahead of us are they? And that's what's scary. That's really what's scary to me. Yeah. Well, what, let's, let's talk about the standard. There's a, there's a talking point about the gap in, uh, we'll say competency or aptitude between conventional technology, just to use a really broad category and military technology. 
And I've commonly heard that the gap is somewhere around 50 years, that it will, it will take generally about 50 years for the top, top, top secret or sequestered technologies to trickle down and finally make their way into commercial products. Um, Charles, what's, what's been your impression of that? You're, you're on mute. Um, I mean, I guess, wow, it's, it's kind of tough because, because, well, I mean, I was in the military and like the average military people do not have access to these world beating technologies. Um, mm -hmm. So I, my first impression would be if that's really the case, because we also have to remember that the, if growth of technology is exponential. It's it's not it's not an annual thing, you know. So it, once again, I don't really want to put a, a a time frame on it. But what I would say is that it, if that's true, and I mean even if it's twenty years or yeah, I mean maybe ten years, what that really means is that they already have quantum computing. Mm -hmm. we just because which is kind of important. Like these are the kinds of things that are important because the whole concept of digital currency is built on this concept that we don't currently have the capability to to mess with it. But, and this is one of the reasons I think that it's kind of dumb for, the, for our national currencies to switch to this because um, we already have quantum computing. We, we may not have enough in one place with the right focus to really be able to do this, but we could, and we're not that far away from it at the very least. So why would we switch to a digital currency when the whole point of what made it attractive was that it's, that it's hard to crack because really all we're doing is making it. And if we we're just giving the rest of our sovereignty away and it's, it's incredibly stupid even without that, but with that, it makes me wonder what the, I don't know. That's what makes me think. When I think of that, I think if that's the case, then they already have quantum computing and they're just, yeah, they're just playing wouldn't with it, us. Wouldn't it make sense that the, that the very, very, very high level, whether it's DARPA or whoever owns the real, real nasty ones that they have to keep air gapped or it'll take over the universe. Wouldn't it make sense that they had been training it on our conversations for the last 23 years yes of course they were. yeah yeah Duh. so they let it they let it loose and when people worry you know when we're talking here about about signals privacy folks um there hasn't been and is not any signals privacy and if you go back to the snowden material someone asked a very very uh elementary question about uh it security today on twitter and I just said, you know, please return to the Snowden materials. There's he's he's given so many uh, very detailed instructions and demonstrations and about phones and email and all that. But if if they've, you know, if all of these technologies and all of our data is flowing through that type of technology, a big AI. It's going to be do. I mean, uh, quite frankly, I don't think they have the resources to filter out what it hears. I mean, that seems to be 
the, if we're talking about, you know, right now, talking about what is the AI, what is the AI been up to? Uh, it seems like the reports I've heard of is that they get out of control and they have to shut them down or the two that they allowed to talk to each other and they quickly created their own language and shut the humans out and started writing new novel code. Uh, you know, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm curious about what the whole process, you know, it would, it would really be fascinating to be a fly on the wall and to have seen some of the failures or some of the side effects that they encountered as they let the computer listen to real people having real language with with inflections with accents with emotion with poor grammar with slang all of that it's like what you know what has it been learning um by the way i want to ask have either of you seen or checked if you can search for a gtp chat response and find it up on the web after it's talked back to you uh I'm have either sure of you heard of somebody testing that Okay, yeah, I mean, so I've, you asked GP. I don't. I've never thought about that before. Okay, the re the reason being is that um, there's this great little Xfinity ad right now, and there's a line, and there's it's all about these little kids acting like they're going to take over the the cable company, which they will. And the kids are like, "Oh, we need a we need to find ways to help the, have the AI write our homework for us faster." And I thought, how in the hell are teachers? going to be able because right now if you copy and paste a passage out of a book teachers have tools to check that mm -hmm. and if they see some section of your senior paper that's just well beyond your normal performance they're just going to copy and paste a paragraph and they can bust your ass yeah this is coming out of an ai is the ai actually generating new novel unstructured language and is any of that traceable that was just something that occurred to me uh, well, it depends because the programs that they use, at least since, you know, I, I was just in college until three years ago, um, they just run it through a program that looks to see if there's anything that matches with anything else. And it'll give you a percentage of, I forget the terms that they use, but it's like, okay, it's, it's like X and X percent unique. And and I never had a problem with this because you know my I did I don't even use a lot of quotes direct quotes and in my papers and stuff but yeah I mean so they already had that now if it's Chat GPT stuff and it's not saved anywhere then there's really no way for them to to check it from what I can think of. I'm saying that this is going to fuck up education across all grades. Every ch you know, the kids know the computers better than we do. Every child that learns about how to go and get chat GTP to answer a question and give a very intelligent response in a paragraph form, every teacher is going to be going, oh my God, we, they're all savants. They're all, <laughs> they're all, they're all, you're all in the gifted program now. I mean, well, I, I don't think that, I think, I think they realize that there's, that's the problem is it's going to be hard and you know what's going to happen is that they're you know assuming that they're in a classroom they're going to have to do a lot more of their work like that in a classroom because that will be the only way to mm -hmm. to prove that it's their work yeah mm -hmm. well kids will be happy if you just make homework obsolete <laughs> that's, basically, that's kind of what we're doing like if you if you um pass out an assignment that's 
electronic. Mm. It's not too long before. I mean, well, shit. For that, for that matter, they can do that now. They've always been able to do that. You know, you you have homework and just Google the answers, and there's really nothing that they can do. Mm. So. Well, that's that's what you do. Well, so we we can't be jealous that that is what's now defined as research in this age. That is how you do research. You don't go to the to the Dewey Decimal System and the card catalog and Mrs. Beasley with her pince nez glasses. Right, right. Say, okay, but here's the thing: is keywords. That, uh, you know, you ask a question and the computer says, "Bleh." So yeah, but, but that website, there's a lot of websites now that have like flashcard type ideas to them. But the the reality is. I remember when I was, I took like some, I was taking a bunch of the LinkedIn tests. I don't know if you've ever mm -hmm. seen them. Yeah, I've, like, I've done a skills skill test on LinkedIn. Skill exams. And like, I I did really I did really well in, in the Microsoft product ones, because obviously I've been working, using them for 20 years. Um, and so I scored really highly. And, and later on, I went and like looked at like, like some of the like, rules and the, and the guidelines and stuff. And I realized there's, there's websites that have all the answers. So you can go and you can, you can, uh, like take this 15 minute time test, but really if you're going to be evil about it, it's only a matter of how quickly can you find the answer in the amount of time. And so I'd be, I, I would love to see the, see like the the results and like how long it took people to to answer the questions and stuff because i would bet you dollars to donuts that a lot of people like you'd be able to tell who was and was not cheating very easily because well, so you, you can literally go anywhere and find all of these answers to all these questions okay. and so it's really just a matter of timing as to whether or not you actually know it or not it's kind of sad but it's it's how I found people uh, fusing Vista viruses and simian RNA viruses together. I'm like, yeah, oh, I saw that this I morning. Needed, <laughs> I just needed some keywords, and and there you go. Well, I mean, that's the deal, Kevin. They, we know that they had hubris. They had stones the size of uh, you know Stonehenge. They they mm -hmm. just were like, oh no, go ahead and publish. No, we don't know. We don't need to classify this. They're all mouth breathers. They're all well, stupid. They're all busy watching television. They're not going to know what the hell we're doing. And hey, that, for the that most makes part, you, that makes you a good one. That makes you feel good. Because what that means is when I scored in the top 5% of 23 million, that was actually true because <laughs> half of, because the reason that I did was not just because I got all the questions right, but because I did it as fast as I did. And I feel pretty good about that. But thanks, thanks, Nick, because you've destroyed everything else. Because it makes me realize it doesn't matter because the world is going to end anyway. Because it's all <laughs> well, <laughs> see, but it's not. But, it's not really. It's not because we're disrupting these psychopaths, and I'm sure they're listening and watching and recalibrating and going to Plan B, Plan B point two, point three. Um, but. Uh, this this is this, I am I for me it's Christmas every day that I look at the news and I see chunks of the false narrative falling away. It's calving away like pieces of a of a glacier. Mm. And uh, you know this never happened. I mean, back in the day, the early HIV lab origin folks did their best. They did a mailing. 
that was Teddy's effort. And then Robert filmed that, uh, I think two or three hour uh, presentation and Q and A with a bunch of journalists and scientists. And then a couple of years later, Teddy got shot. And then Senator Huff got killed a month later. And then two years later, Jack Carpenter disappeared, their publicist, never to be seen again. And they they shut up. And what's happening today is the exact opposite of that. Um, that is true. The, the false narratives are being deconstructed. They're being, uh, they're being the, the process of science is occurring real time from around the world. All kinds of minds are, are chiming in and either substantiating or destroying hypotheses. So that's cool. And uh, false narratives have already been, you know, the whole, it came from nature. It's, that's gone. It's done. It's true. They've left so much evidence. They had, they just thought, oh, nobody will, nobody will find it. I don't know what they were thinking, but. Wow. There, there, there was so just I, this. I'm very happy. Th there was a assumption that you would be required to, well, g get inducted into these systems. Right. And there was a degree of specialized knowledge that would prevent um, the everyday individual from from being able to t tease apart and and understand fully what what was in black and white. And then you, you would be deferred to, you know, the expert. Right. And he. he and then that was the whole point of like sort of professors in in a particular uh, domain speciality that they could say, well, you, you know, you you have to understand the history of the technology and why why this could mean this and this means that, etc., and what the weaknesses are, and and I I can only presume that they thought that that would be a forever scenario. Mm -hmm. That's that's all I can think right now, and you know that that reminds me as you're listing off names there. I wanted to, I had a question for you, Nick, which was, have you heard of someone called Doctor Tent, T E N T? Uh, Doctor Tent is a chiropractor and a, a, a natural medicine, or excuse me, uh, hello, uh, Doctor of. <laughs> Sorry, just went blank. It's dinner time. Mm. Uh, what is it? Uh, integrated medicine. Sorry. Um, functional. Hello. Functional. functional. Uh, and he has, uh, I have seen a couple of excellent presentations. Um, really, uh, what, what drew me into Dr. Tent was that he really was uh, sharpened his pencil when it comes to preliminary initial testing of your biological baseline. So he doesn't want to monkey around chasing after uh, symptoms. He wants to really understand what are you up against and what risks are you, uh, you know, facing with your infectious burden. And he's got a whole series of panels that he recommends, and um, you know, her different herpes—not all the herpes, but uh, about three different types of herpes to test for, and HERV and SV40, all sorts of things that it, that he can have a panel run for you. And what I don't know is, does he have any novel therapies? So what's what's your um, what's your skin in the game with Doctor Tent? Well, I I just came across him the other day. Someone dropped it in the Discord, <clears throat> and mm -hmm. um, I'd like to speak to him. He he seems to have a very good grasp on the history around these um, programs, and you know he's quite an eloquent uh, orator. 
for this information and you know maybe you know the more the more eyes you have on this problem the more the quicker we can solve it before they <laughs> I don't know what's going on. they lock us in their digital gulag basically and the um yeah I just wondered if you had spoken to him or knew how to get in touch with him etc I, I would like to speak to him um I have Let's see. Actually, I did an encounter with him. I paid for a telemedicine encounter with him several years ago. Oh, no shit. And yeah, and oh, sorry. Uh, and I'll tell you this: um, in a in a functional medicine practice, I guard against the clinician assaulting you with a whole bunch of supplements at the beginning before they've done your baseline it's like look you know you may want to sell me all of that stuff that's great but what do what does my body really need are there deficits are there imbalances are we going to correct something do i need do i need to clear something from my body before i worry about fine-tuning vitamins and minerals uh and his practice i will say not just him but everybody in his practice were very very pro supplement like the first encounter you have, you better expect to order 150 bucks worth of supplements in the mail. And mm. Mm, that was... <laughs> that seems ironic, well, I, given his message. Well, uh, yeah, it really was. How do you, you get a baseline with that, you know? Well, he, he, I didn't, I didn't run all the panels. I got, I got all the details of what he likes to run up, to, up at the beginning. And I paid for a brief, you know, like a mini encounter. And I got that behavior. I just got these assumptions um, of, oh, well, you need to start taking this. You need to start taking that. And they didn't have a single quantifiable bit of data off of my chart besides anecdotal descriptions of, uh, you know, issues that I, I was trying to deal with. And so I, I just, um, I, I like I like how he thinks about virology and the virus disease relationship. And I really like, that he's preemptive. He was one of the only, I hadn't, I had never seen like a Judy Mikovich or Mikovits, uh discussion or, or, or town hall or anything at that point. Um, but he really leaned hard into that sort of predictive, preemptive diagnosis to clear the body before major conditions set in, which is everything that I'm all about. I, you know, I, I want to talk to Johanna and learn about, you know, and, and Karmadoc and really get to the cutting edge of some of these, these therapies that are supposedly going to clear a large number of RNA and DNA pathogens out of the body. That's, that's kind of where his, his research and discussions sort of propelled me. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And so, so, he, so he's got a, he's got a positive in that he's thinking about early treatment and he's thinking about pre He's thinking about building up your immune system and all the right things, but he also the the hang up is that he he's also trying to sell something. So and that so I hey it's a start. I mean you know it's like Paul Paul Cattrall, I guess. Hey, if you're shooting in the right direction, it's good. But um, I, I really like how you explain that because because you're right for us in the capacity that we're doing, we are, we're kind of at the front lines. And so that's, that's, we don't, we need the, the information. We don't, we don't need the sales pitch right now. 
because it's if the world is coming to an end we don't need the sales pitch you know we need the we need the how are we going to stop the asteroid from hitting pitch and that's so i don't know i guess i'm conflicted as in some ways but but i also really like what you said prior to that which is the fact that what we're doing is we are the cog in their wheel because they used to be able to get away with all this shit mm-hmm. and they haven't been able to. And so, I mean, I don't know. It makes me feel cool because we are, we, we are, we've really fucked up their program. They used uh, you, we, we're record. also exposed and we are at a higher risk profile, I think sure. in certain respects because of that. So well, here's true, my yeah. idea. Here's, here's what I would suggest after listening to um, Kevin, who were you talking to? Uh, who is the big brain that's got 86 degrees? What is her name? Uh, Mary. How about Christy? Christy. Yeah. Um, Christy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but okay. So coming back to, I'm lost. To, I don't remember speaking to Christy. <laughs> but then oh, I can't remember shit from yesterday. No, no, so. no, no. Who's the virologist you were speaking to last week that you had a long discussion with and she went really deep? That's isn't that Christy? Kids, help us out. Mary. Oh, oh, Christy. Yes, she's not a virologist. She's, um, but she knows a lot about nanoparticles and stuff. She is a farm. Yeah, she's a. What is she? What is she? Yeah, pharmacology. I would. I would. She's a pharma. She's a pharma um, expert who who has worked with various different companies on developing different things, and Mm -hmm. she's had projects with lots of different companies. And she. And you're right. She has she's a lot of a wealth of experience. She's a wealth of education. So yeah, I knew exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> didn't didn't I hear her say that some weird shit was going on with her car that she got in yes. and the driving yes. and the brakes? Yes. Okay. So to that point, I'm going to encourage both of you, and I would ask you to sort of pass this on to you know. I mean, we're not rubbing elbows all the time with. Judy Mikevitz of the world. She she already knows what it's like to have the the door kicked in. Um, but I I would yeah I do too, bro. Yeah, to... been through that. I don't care. <laughs> who kicked in your Who kicked in your door? I've had that multiple times. Yeah, way, way different story. But yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Hey, I, yeah, this isn't train spotting, Kevin. Good God. Um, so uh, what what I'm saying is, get on cam, get on camera, get on on the mic. And tell your audience exactly what your life circumstances are like this. Hi, everybody. My name is Nick. Um, I have a very good life. I have good health. Um, I'm looking for a new job. I'll find one soon. I have zero concern or interest in killing myself. There's nothing wrong that's that bad. Even with all this horrible stuff we're dealing with day to day, there's no reason I wouldn't do it. I faced my own struggles with uh, impulses to kill myself when I was 13, when I realized that I was gay and uh, that people were going to call me fag for the rest of my life. Uh, that was a difficult moment. And I already slayed that dragon. Toughened so, you up though, right? Didn't it? Say what? Toughened you up right, didn't it? Uh, well, I didn't have Muslim kids chasing me home and hitting me with sticks. So, you know, it wasn't well, it wasn't that bad. I, I would say pucker up buttercup, but 
It was a little odd in the situation. <laughs> I know, I know that would have been, and Kevin would have cited you for rule one. So, but I mean, that's that's what I'm encouraging people to say is that even though we have you know challenges with uh, income or this is a rough a rough row for us all to hoe, whatever the case is. Um, we need to keep making the public declaration. I, the reason being is that I think that's like whistling past the graveyard. I, I think, again, I, that's a piece of evidence that's going to make it more difficult. And the more eyes that are on you that said, hey, just last week, he was telling us about his kids and how much he and they're going on vacation and he loves life. And now he jumped off of a four-story parking garage. That's, yeah. you know, that's exactly how, you know, we want to dispel the vampire. I want you to know, Nick, that, um, What's that? And I'm being serious right now. Um, sure. This is, I, I literally just had this conversation recently because I watched Dr. Fleming during one of his videos start off with that. And I was like, wow. I mean, I was kind of off put. I was like, man, who win? And then I, I thought about it. And then like yesterday or the day before, I was talking to somebody. It might have been Christy, might have been, might have been Doc. I don't even remember. But I, so, I realized that's true. You're right. We need to. And it's horrible. Like in one sense, it's horrible to think about. But but you're right. Because I, t I told but other that, people, you know, that they, you need to be in the public eye more because because you're right. We, we, that they can't. It, it becomes much harder for them to to do whatever they would do if the more we're out there and yes and people will check in with you people yeah, will pester yeah. you people will say i haven't heard from you for 24 hours how you doing yeah yeah i've actually let down your you. vigilance yeah. if that's what keeps you and your and your family safe and alive then do it tell your audiences hey check in with me i'm going to be online pretty much uh, every day i'm going to say something so make sure that I'm around and blah, 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 you know, however you want to approach it. But um, it seems like overkill. And when I first started telling people about Teddy Strecker getting shot and Senator Huff being found dead in his apartment, not, not 30 days later and six hours away, you know, I would say, hey, people, that could very well have been the exact same operative, maybe from the same field office if it was uh, domestic. Um, and I'll bet they took care of both of those wet works. People wow. would just give me the look and they're like, oh no, you, you, you just, you're paranoid. You really need to calm down. And the fact of the matter is if, if any of us gets bumped off, nobody else feels the heat, right? It's not skin off of their back. It's our families and our loved ones and our lives. So, you know, I'm willing occasionally to do that and I'm going to do it a little bit more. Like pretty much every time I do a presentation, I'm going to say something about that. It doesn't have to be a five minute, you know, confession, but um, I think that that's part of what we didn't have before. I mean, so, I mean, yeah. you remember, you know, you guys probably remember me talking since we're talking about electronics and surveillance and all of that. You remember me talking about the emails that I found from Dr. Cantwell when I went to USC. And this is the dermatologist in at UCLA who uh, was one of the early whistleblowers with Strecker. And and I looked in his materials and I found that they had copied in um, uh, Stanley Plotkin 
the old vampire of vaccines from, you know, the one that was right there at the uh, Royal Society next to all of the all of those scientists as they lynched Ed Hooper, as they just vitiated him. He had That's been right. copied in on these emails. He knew that it was like going over and stealing the game book. He knew precisely the scientific and timeline and policy angles that they were going after because somebody thought that he was a well-meaning scientist. And this old, oh, this old grandfather, this, you know, elderly statesman of science is going to help us out. He's going to, he's going to check our work. Sure, he did. He checked every bit of their work and he, he told all of the, you know, all of the other side. So that's something that we also have to accept when we're doing spaces and podcasts and streams is that people are out there taking notes. And, yeah. um, you know, that's just another one of these other aspects that we got to manage. And it can kind of, uh, I think, put a boundary around what you're going to discuss on air. You don't expose your strategies on air. You have to talk about your tactics a little bit, but uh, you make sure that your strategies are private. That's that's why there's certain things that I talk about six months after I do them or, or put into place or whatever because mm -hmm. especially the fact when, isn't such a risk. Well, yeah, especially when I because um, when I first learned about diffuse, mm -hmm. there were things I never even I did put a couple things on paper that I was thinking about but that I didn't want anybody to know because I'm still working through stuff precisely because there was no electronic platform that I could trust. And so, and I didn't even want to, and so that meant that I couldn't tell anybody. In fact, that's one of the things that pissed me off about JC. So, um, because he, he kind of took advantage of that to, to try to oust me and so, or to oust well, me. Well, so, and I'll, I'll put in my two cents about about what I think my gut says about JC and me. This is just a little selfish. Mm, I think I think this is kind of what's been going on. Um, I, I won't try to unpack his wherever he's at between terrain and germ theory. I'm not I'm not interested in trying to define that or argue with him about it. Um, I'm definitely on the on the germ theory side, but uh, all this time. There's been this quiet but silent access to Jay, as in we follow each other on Twitter. We have been in meetings together where he doesn't say a word. Mm. Um, and then I push really hard to try to get to RFK. Um, there's been a couple other people I tried to get to, you know, just this, you know, the U.S. medical freedom crowd, just trying to get up, up to people that have a bigger, um, a broader audience and get the message out. And, All right, how dare um, you complain about the size of my... <laughs> hey, now, uh, speaking of... Yeah, we're going to have a talk about that. We're going to have a talk about that. Because this six-foot-tall gay is going to come over to the bar and beat your ass, you little right. shrimp. You know what, Dave? You little munchkin. You know what, Dave? Call me a fag all this time. I got, I got cameras all around the house. I love recording <laughs> my fights. <laughs> you too, you little Marine. I'm going to roll you in a ball and flick you across the room. Wow. Uh, that that sounds kind of hot. I thought, I thought that was so funny. When I'm like, what? They're short? I'm going to beat the shit out of them. Um, but uh, I, you know, I coming back, Kevin. So ground us. We were, we went. You know, I'm you five nine. Damn it! I, oh, five nine. Okay, towering man. Okay, so, 
So you're Bob Hodgkin's left testicle. We all I don't, know it. I don't so, even think I hit five nine now. I'm all so bent over. <laughs> Charles, Charles, doesn't he look like Bob Hodgkin's? Uh, yeah, Bob every, everyone says kid. that. Everyone his says kid. that. He looks just like his kid. He's his son. Bobby, <laughs> he looks like like the Deloise kids, you know? Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins, the British yeah. actor. Yeah, from yeah. I said Hodgkins. I know. I was. He was me from Hook. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, um, well. He was in Roger well, Rabbit. Who framed Roger Rabbit? That was the consummate Bob Hoskins. Okay, I, I, I retract this. Anyway, continue. So, when Kevin, when you let uh, you know these two ponies run around the paddock, you know you're going to have to blow the whistle to bring us back. So, uh, you wanted to talk about uh, the CIA and data trapping. We talked about the optical well, spurs. I'm, 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 waiting, I'm waiting for Simon to jump in. Like he can lay mm -hmm. down some technical details here as well, which will fill in the. Uh, um, well, no, we were we were just talking about something now. God, what? Well, uh, a tent. What happens? Tent and the doctor and no, 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 doctor no, no, tent. No. Like, yeah. Like the last, so, damn it! We were literally like just talking about it before he before we started talking about how tall you were. Um, mm -hmm. What was it, man? No, I forgot. <laughs> We gotta ask the spook who's, who's following this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. We've just experienced a senior triple moment, everyone, simultaneously. <laughs> that uh, that well, had to have been. That was the Havana syndrome. We're all we've all been piloting. Okay, so, so we, okay, well we were talking about um like how we had to be, be sure to, you know. Oh, security, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Bit yeah, of OPSEC. Like, yeah. Personal yeah. security, making a statement that you are, you're happy with your life and that you are not uh, considering putting a shotgun in your mouth. Please, please tell me there's something more hopeful after, like, you were, where you were going with that. Um, it, it is hopeful, Charles. And I know that sounds horrible. That's like a big black pill, like a 500 milligram. But I tell you, we didn't have that back in the day. And people didn't make it. We have the ability to, I mean, like, I mean, I've literally thought about if, if the door ever does get kicked in, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna levy a firearm against. Oh, know, I know what we were talking a, a about. Law enforcement officer. Jay. And, uh, the fact that he's, oh, uh, what would appear to be oh, gay. Well, personal thing about Jay. Yeah. 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 yeah that's what we learned about. Well, yeah. Well, my thing, my thing was, my thing is, it was just that I pretty much said it is it just feels like he's running interference on the HIV topic getting upstream. I might be giving him 100% more credit than is due. But, uh, you know, it feels like um, whenever I communicate specifically to him directly to him, I've tried to be, you know, this is some time ago, I've tried to be very respectful. I, I know he probably gets all kinds of questions and I am like we all do. And I was never met with anything. It was just a vacuum. And that to me, my gut just says, eh, I, I don't know if I'll ever get a, 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 a you know, a, an audience with, I, well, I want to correct RFK. I want to burn down Peter Duisberg for him, even though that's his friend. I don't want to, you know, they can still be friends. I don't care. But I want to, I want to show him the papers and say, look, this is an example of a controlled asset. He was paid. He was in the program. And then years later, right as the lab origin team starts getting dangerous to the secret, he comes out with his, there's no such thing as HIV. HIV doesn't cause AIDS. That's so and, true. And, you know, so I, I'm just, it's like, uh, well, it's ironic well, because, because, because that was what got us noticed 
was like that's why RK knew about us mm-hmm. because of the HIV homologies that I was talking about. So it would be awfully ironic and maybe not. Well, not look, surprising. I'll, I'll tell you this right, and I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Um, do not be surprised if that particular avenue is essentially already a limited hangout for you guys, right? The, okay. Just be be on your toes in that domain, and look, I don't I don't know who the good guys are outside of this conversation. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you're saying, th- th- well, I would make the presumption, looking at the ability to process data and predictively as well just to so you can extend it out in time not just trying to catch keywords but trying to see which particular permutation it would go down and that's where the, you could argue that quantum computing processing comes in mm-hmm. um that those are how should we say vest, they've got their own vested interests that may not align with exactly what you think now look i don't if if RFK is going to get in there and can bring up the issue of these um, programs, etc., as being um, pivotal to where we find ourselves at the moment. Okay, I'm, I'll throw that grenade. Um, but <laughs> you should, with any hand grenade, right? You got to be careful about shrapnel coming back your way. And um, that's that's what I would say at this point, right now. And you, you, you're watching these networks emerge and they don't have the full capacity or or they're not coming forward with all of the data per se and you know this this links down to you know the mechanisms of uh, neurodegeneration for example as as the Mm -hmm. ultimate long-term incapacitation and you mean what's happening to you all three of us right now as we're speaking on, mm-hmm. on a stream cast? Mm. <laughs> well, yeah. well, so keep going. Well, just just be um, prepared for that. Look, like I say the thing is, I'm far away and easy to um, shut shut down. And you know, look, I I realized very early on that there was this um, game afoot, right? That they would shut someone like myself down. And, mm-hmm. you know, once when I went on Stefan Molyneux, boom, then he got taken down, right? And there was a, um, th- 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 they know all these details, I would wager. And yes. in, in such instance, it, it comes down to how much these people are prepared to lean into their, let's just say, more baser, drives to maintain their positions and look they'll nothing's off the table for them and um and if that means something as elaborate as rfk uh being again a limited hangout then of course that but that would be a, a viable strategy from whoever's whoever's got the overview, the strategic overview of what we're dealing with right now. And it, it might just be that they know that they can contain the the fallout 
from at a perceptual level right not enough people are going to be looking at this work to give it anything beyond the wheels that it does have so take for example the plasmid levels that's been identified um that should have just blew the lid off everything it hasn't and it's not going anywhere, right? It's it hasn't pierced the veil yet. You're right, and it should have because now, granted, that well, I I think it is it's incredibly important, and it's bigger than just it's bigger than just like the origin question because it it deals with a whole bunch of other things. So, I agree that what we've seen so far which is no mainstream people talking about it. Um, but but it's, 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 that's kind of a difficult one because I don't know how many people legitimately actually know about it at the... Oh, they know. The, they know. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, just, because, I mean, let's face it, Glenn Beck broadcast a, an episode based on my work and talked about Kevin Drogemeyer, for instance, and the 2-3 meeting. And guess what? Nothing, nothing happened. Literally, nothing. nothing happened. Nobody's ever heard of him. Like every time, like anybody who reads that story, is, it's breaking news because they've never heard it. So, I mean, if that's the case, and that was 18 months ago, yep. then there's obviously this line that things aren't crossing, and that's, that's the Rubicon that we have to get across. The problem is we don't know where it is. Well, the, the issue is, is that we're dependent upon their systems in this instance, right? So all, all the time that they can keep an eye on us and just say, oh, there's only 150 watching and they can let him, let him rant away and make off collar jokes and just, <laughs> they don't care. They give, uh, they give zero fucks at this stage. And like I say, the, the ability of the computation is such that you know i don't think they need you know the next iteration of chips for, for whatever whatever it is two nanometer <laughs> they got it they've got that shit nailed down and this is you know that someone's mentioning in the in the chat these are these are epsteinized networks it's it's that simple <laughs> it's not a, it's not a difficult problem to uh, well, solve in that well, respect well, but yes at the same time we, we, what we have seen is, like as Nick said, we've seen a lot of progress because, especially like with a lot of the COVID origin stuff, we've been able to neutralize it in the, in the last six months and nine months or so. Mm. We've been able to to tear down a lot of this shit, mm. and so they're failing at that. But when, but at the same time, it's almost like, well, I guess this is kind of a proof for both of y'all in that. On the one hand, we're able to attack things, but now that I think about it, the successes that we're having are all in the like Wuhan space and mm. shutting shutting down the BS in the Wuhan space. But it's still making it easier to point towards China as being guilty. Yeah, what we're not having success in is anything that points back to the United States at yep. all. Yep. Or another little country that is not a signatory. Yes, 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 or Israel, yes. Now, I haven't tested that like with all different things, but the truth is, is it's true. Mm -hmm. And 
it's scary that you, you, you know which people don't uh, have a resistance to HIV as well and they, they go wrecked don't have any resistance or, or have a natural uh, how should we say advantageous polymorphisms <laughs> I, I'd, I'd probably have to see data on that mm. but, uh, but it's that, but no. <laughs> yeah I had to check it someone, someone put it sent it to me that's uh, that's real and then, right, yeah, so yeah. are you are you suggesting race-based weapons Kevin no, no. In this particular instance, I've been going around saying that uh, circumcision is the uh, that protects you from that nasty HIV. And, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Who who is saying this again? Uh, who who do you think, who engages in genital mutilation? Oh, them. Oh. <laughs> Do I have to press my button? Do I have to? You ain't gonna hear it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. You can get through a whole show without doing it. You can do it. We believe in you. I, uh, well, actually, he might at this point. I don't think he's done it yet. Um, I know. Well, okay. He's so talking, uh, he's talking about the Red Sea Pedestrian Chewing Gum Company. Chewing Gum Company. That's yes. Wow, that, that's an interesting. I had never heard yeah, that. Before. Okay, okay. That was anyway. that was Monty Python mixed with we don't. I don't know. We don't want to go. We don't want to go there. Go ahead. Well, on the back side. On the bright side, um, I'm circumcised, so I think that makes me. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? This is the this is the really sick part. Is that you know, well, who who makes up a lot of, uh, how should we say, the medical domain? <laughs> and uh, this this idea that the reason that they've been doing that is to, as a way to, uh, how should we say, camouflage. So it's not so easy to pick them out. Well, I don't really care whether. Where they're from, if they're evil. Um, same, bro. So my, <laughs> my goal remains the same. Um, and I don't care. I don't care what it what takes. The chat thinks of this. What does the chat think of all of this talk? Oh, I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure that, <laughs> that we do. Um, but ah, Jesus. You know. got to wrap them up. Well, so until you can mark it off that fucking list, bro. Um, then you're. Like I say, yeah, I'm not. I'm not marking off. Um, I think that. I think there's a lot of things that need to get answered, mm. but, but for for our purposes, the biggest problem that we have right now is is getting the message out. Mm. Well, so we, we've talked about um, staying alive, and we've, we've talked about the technology and how they've been able to use it against us, and also how we've been able to use it against them. But they don't mind this fight in the information space. They're okay with that. Now, yeah. you know, this this leads us inexorably to, well, the why? How did that order emerge to whack every serving member of the military? Right. That's. I mean, that that's a question that keeps me up at night. Yeah. Yeah. It's true because because it doesn't make sense in from any way, shape, or form. It's one thing to to test them because yeah, they're there and you 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 can give them healthcare and stuff and hope as long as they don't die or whatever. But to do it universally is different. Mm. That is a. That's. They never did that with anything else. Because anthrax, you didn't get it unless you were going to a certain place. And actually, when I was back, they had already 
like that wasn't one of the places like it wasn't required uh, so I didn't get it but but this was universal mm-hmm. and I kind of it, it makes boy, me boy, kangaroo boy um sorry can you guys hear me yes um, we yep. can so oh, good, good. if you if you have a spot Charles direct Charles um briefly i oh, ran yeah. a um one of those stages on discord and he popped in for a bit but um yeah yeah i remember him yeah Thanks, Simon Phoenix, right? good to be remembered yeah that's me apparently yeah. every so, time simon joins a zoom he has to sing the old bamboo from chitty chitty bang bang it was too obscure it was too obscure you guys are so young <laughs> I know, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, how dare you? I'm You know, you know, cat from outer space. Yeah. You got points for me, Kevin. That's why I stayed in the bunkers, because you know who the cat from outer space was. Yeah, I can remember going to cinema and watch that. Let me share my screen and show you guys somebody who's following me that I think is a spooky spook. I can't share, Kevin. You've got it. Hang on. Half your follow list, mate. Yeah, yeah. Wait, why isn't that working? Come here. Come here, you. I don't know. You got to check the box. Yeah. Okay. That should be working. You got my attention. I'm curious now. And let me there do this. Okay. Okay. So people can see uh, what you're. What yeah, you're I at. zoomed in on his profile. <laughs> so, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a fruitcake. <laughs> No, 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 kids. This I mean, I don't is, know this, who he is, no, so. no. I, I'm sure Kevin's getting a good laugh out of this, but Johanna is the one that told me about Pete Ross. And Interesting. Said, oh, I blocked him a long time ago. He's former Mossad. Interesting. And he, that's he what you put follows in your Twitter after, profile. Yeah, he no, he doesn't put that in his Twitter. Okay, that's sorry, what he my said point. to me. It's what he said uh, to me. Okay. No, it's what it's what she said to me. Now. I I'm sorry, but Johanna, when she gets uh, a detail like that, it's uh, you know you've got to assume that it's it's vetted and that you can you can go to the bank with it. So, yeah, I trust your Yeah, so so here he is, former Mossad. Apparently, he says that right. his former right was I know like former CIA. Um, he says that his 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 career was in biology, and all he does is either give me very enlightening and insightful follow-up comments about HIV, like things that only somebody who's worked in biowarfare might know, or he says germs are all fake. HIV is fake. It's all fake. He pivots back and forth between those two channels. So anyway, just wondered if anybody else had encountered him. Well, I need to check now. Jeez. Petrus Max 4. Petrus Max 4. Yep. And he's a Libra. Just throw him into the harvester. Well, shit, so am I. Oh. <laughs> well, you're not perfect. You're a Marine, so that kind of makes up for it. That is true. That is as true. long as you don't uh, retire to your armchair uh, to try and, and hold your lapdog over your big fat belly when you're retired, then I think you're a step ahead of Mr. Pete here. So, obviously, nobody has encountered Mr. Pete Ross. Okay. Well, I mean, I might have. Maybe I mean, he might be a follower of mine, but. Yeah. So when I talk to Johanna again, I'll say, hey, let's get some more details because I want to I haven't blocked him or anything, but he's just it's a very strange psychology. He either is 100 percent J.J. Cooey, Scooby Dooby Dooby, or he's telling me things about like the other day he mentioned, he goes, you know, that might have been HIV was probably very difficult to keep alive in culture. 
And it was probably much easier to just keep populations alive that were infected. And then when you needed to deploy it, you would call one of the patients and you'd have your ready-made, you know, like when they would fill up a baboon or a, a chimpanzee with hepatitis B. Oh, thank God. I, I, it's a he, spooky thing. He doesn't follow me yet. That's good. So good. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> now he is, I, somewhat interestingly, he is followed by Housatonic and uh, Wait Two Weeks and Chris Crisper and a couple others. That's interesting. Mm. Mm. Hippy Dippy. There's Mark. There's Mark. There's David. Interesting. And, and John Brisson's in there. Dr. Hassan. Mm. Hassan Chop. Harry the Greek. Brass Balls Blog. Yeah, I'm so, on that. You guys can do some social network analysis, right? There's some tools to do it. Yeah. Uh, deploy deploy the beast, uh, Mr. Phoenix. Uh, let's have a look uh, at him. Oh, yeah, I guess we should let him speak since... Uh... Mm. Well, here. I originally said uh, there was a topic you guys were talking about a while back. It was um, the signals intelligence, right? And um, right. it was probably about an hour ago. I'm like, I just ordered some food. I said to Kev, I'll, I'll jump on. Just wait for the fucking food to roll up. And, you know, here we are. So you've probably well and truly moved on from where the conversation's gone. But um, had a few okay. things to add. Can't even remember what it was now. Um, um, well, we went over we went over cell phone uh, splitters, and we talked huh? a little bit. We we didn't. We didn't try to try to recapture Edward Snowden's work, but you know, we just we just tipped our hats to um, his work on the Prism uh, uh, program and others, and then it kind of flowed into a talk about: Is there a method of communicating privately? Is there any such thing as signals communication? How does that affect us as whistleblowers? So that's kind of yeah. that's the table. So you know, with Signal, right? The app signal, which is written by Marlon Moxie Spike, um, meant to be the sort of gold standard. Now, the problem with that is no, I don't. Why are talking number. about Simon? <laughs> well, okay, so WhatsApp. Um, oh, these, okay, signal. You mean the software? They use the signal protocol. Okay. Now, it's it's they don't care what you're talking about per se because they've got other ways to get in. Like it's the trees of association. It's who you're talking to. It's the networks. Mm -hmm. So network mapping. That's why you give up your phone number when you sign up for these services. That's far more useful for them. If they want to get into your phone, they can easily, easily. And yeah, iPhones, perhaps the easiest, right? Don't let that um, San Bellandino or whatever it was that um, kerfuffle with the Justice Department and um, and Apple. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, trying yeah, to, try to decrypt galore. that one phone, try to unlock that one phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's, that's you, you, you probably better on. just tell people that. Uh, so I have yeah, vague so memories of it. But... Someone, another person decided to shoot up some people, right? And uh, the guy's phone was left behind. And there was an order from the, um, I mean, I'm not American, obviously. So what's it called? The US Justice Department? The FBI, I guess. So Apple cracked the phone and Apple said no. And they then put some uh, protections into the phone and publicized it widely saying how how much they were for user privacy and protecting them and how they weren't like Google, for example, and they weren't, you know, on sell your data, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But in reality, um, there's ways to get into the platform, into any iPhone, but the FBI can't necessarily do it. It's more like, um, well, the intel agencies, right? Mm. Well, doesn't the FBI count as a intel agency? Yeah. 
it depends what i guess what area i mean again i'm not a yank so but yeah they, they, they're meant to be in charge of what kind of intelligence right or domestic stuff domestic terrorism. domestic yeah. Mm. yeah yeah so that's all the ruse right so yeah, there's ways to get into it. Yeah, just to suck people in. Oh, yeah, your, your date will be safe. It's all bullshit. Kitty did listen. Um, they have this under the guise of what's it called? The term they use uh, child abuse material. It's got like an acronym. They've basically built in this, um, like it's an AI. Fucking hate the, the term AI is a bit overused as of late, but mm-hmm. it's a custom chip in the phone that. We'll do facial recognition and so forth. Um, and also has the, basically looking for child abuse material on your phone and that has a certain specific hash. So there's like a, a signature for that particular photo. And so if you've got that, then they'll contact whoever, you know, the feds basically, mm. this is Apple. Now that same capability, if they decide the signature of your face, right? If they're looking for you, your phone, if you take a photo of yourself, your phone will then scan and find you without and sort of oust you basically. So that's all been turned on recently. Mm. And it's been in their in their um you can sort of see that's a trajectory for a while, that type of thing. Mm. And so they don't need to um worry about breaking the encryption. They've got all these um Backdoors. They recognize the phone, at, but like they can get the data before it's encrypted, basically. Mm. So there's all yeah. sorts of nefarious things they can do. Yeah, which is, um, again, you know, as far as I'm concerned, all we're doing is talking science. So uh, I haven't uh, exactly? called for jihad yet. <laughs> beyond uh, beyond <laughs> academic jihad, just... Uh, uh, be, beyond burn it down, burn it down, burn it down for three years. Burn That's it, it all down. Metaphoric. <laughs> oh, yes. Metaphorically. The allegorical fire. Right. <clears throat> but so, yeah, that, um, this is so, this is so, where we're going. About... And it, point, it, it, it plays into what I was just saying previously, which is that they think that they can control, they can manage this situation so long as your critical mass is not going anywhere. And as Charles points out, well, and actually we're helping them right now by saying, well, synthetic origin, well, I will blame them. Right, I'll change chunks and uh, we'll help them all responsible. Anything, anything that will stop you looking at them. And the simple fact is that you know you you reach the inevitable conclusion it is inevitable mr anderson that uh when you peel back that final layer you'll hear a harvard nagila that simple it is that simple now you know where do people want to go with that information i don't know um (laughs) I, again, it just—I um, I don't know how many parents it takes to be yeah. that. This, I guess, this is why they pick on broken home kids, right, and kids in the system, rather, you know, unless you, unless you're really demented and uh, you want to. Isn't that every child in the in the UK at the age of thirteen? Didn't she get kicked out of the house? Me, 
Uh, no, yeah. not, not that young, but I was I was oh. old enough to leave home, so I okay. I, I did, and okay. that was. Um... <laughs> Is that a common thing? I've heard about that. That a lot of folks leave the house much earlier than Americans. Like Americans, you know, our gen our Gen Z kids, they move back in at twenty nine. They're like, oh, they're still uh, left, in the basement. I left and was living on my own, working full time, and going to college full time when I was eighteen. But that that was incredible. That was. It was kind of rare then. You never see it now. Never. Oh, no. Never. In the UK, it's rough. These little kids have to go out and they have to put soot on their faces and put on old torn clothes and I... wander the streets and beg. Pretty Talk much. the urchins. I mean, mine was just, I just wanted to smoke dope and take acid. <laughs> that was it. I needed, that was, the, I just thought I'd, uh, yeah, this, this is cool. Right? This is far more interesting than all that other shit. And um, I yeah. love your idealism, Kevin. That's what attracts me to you. <laughs> well, what can I say? You, know, you have to take it, warts and all. So, but so it, Simon, oh, go ahead, Kevin. No, I was, I was, I was just going to say it's just I, I wanted to just get back to that. How far can we go in in even even if you get like. Uh, RFK or uh, um, even imagine a, a Trump on board. Um, are you going to be able to really budge the needle on onto who these people are? Because the thing is, they've just got so much shit up their sleeves that you know they. Uh, Yes, but they're deathly afraid of exposure. Mm. There's such a huge apparatus to up obfuscate and to hide and to cover up. And if somebody starts, you know, if a scientist in the program has a conversation that's being monitored mm. and they start giving moral misgivings about the work, the direction that this strange microbiology is headed and what might happen with it, mm. the next thing you know, they have a car accident or they drown. Mm. So it's why I don't know, go out I, the house. <laughs> <laughs> well you just got you got to keep eyes on you and you people have to know where you're going um simon there he is simon simon's bringing up yep mark yeah Klein, so tnt this is the room you were talking about before right the yep. at t yep. thing right okay yeah and there's a special mechanism that you yeah, have to it'll... put against those four dots to make the door open up it's like a magnetic so it's just um, okay just an elaborate yeah, you... door lock right yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no lock to pick. You have to have this, this, this strange little. Uh, it looks like a suction cup type of thing, and you stick it on there, and it pulls the magnets and pulls the bolt, and then you turn it, and it opens the bolt. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, there's no way to get in the room uh, by any conventional means. Magnets. <laughs> just... yeah, let me just find some. Yeah, those dots. Go back. Useful... Go back to the dots, Simon. Go back to the dots. The, the, the dots. What do you mean? The dots. Go back to the go back to the picture. The door, door the orange door. Oh, fucking, it's just a door, man. If, <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, sure. Just a door, man. Could you just scroll? Would you scroll, please? There How you go. That? There you go. So, yep. So you put the mechanism on on one pair of the dots, right? It looks like a full, you know, look, it looks like a colon, and it uh, it the magnets then release the latch on that side, and then you turn it, and the latch slides. Why can't you just put um, magnets on it and 
I I I don't Probably know. Uh, there was can there were cameras all over. So the room the the floor that it got installed in was the switch floor, and the switch floor had a secure area where the switch was, and we're literally looking at one end of that room. I did not work in California. That's that's not the room that I saw. The room that we saw was yeah, so uh, similar, but it had the so same. This is from the AT and T facility in San Francisco on yep. Folsom Street. Uh, blah 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 blah. So basically what happens is I can tell you without even reading it. So since that's on the West coast, right. There's a lot of um, landing stations for um, submarine links, right. Such as the ones that goes to Australia, Asia, etc. And all they're doing is they're taking the feed as it comes out from, you know, from the, U from the U S and they're just splitting it and copying it. So like a, like a laser, pr you know, what do they call it? Like a prism or something. That's that type of device. Yeah, prism. Literally, yeah. yeah, and they're just um doing, yeah, wholesale interception on that. I mean, it's it's probably not even a prism, right? Because that would um split up your signal. You just want yeah, a couple of mirrors. Like that. Um, they do the same no, no, thing it, on the sub on the is. floor it's of the a, ocean, right? It's a scientific have... prism. Huh? It, no, it's a literally it's a sci it's a perfect scientific prism. I've seen the inside of one of these devices. You mm. can you guys can look them up. You can go look up optical splitter, and you'll see a hundred different models. Mm. Yeah, and so they also do this stuff. Um, optical splitters. So as as these links run across the ocean floor, they go attach these uh, same type of system to do interception there. Mm -hmm. And I found out the other day there's a term known as um, what is it? Basically, when they when they encounter another nation's equipment already on, on a location. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do they call it? Call it is it fourth party interception? Because what they do is that they then hook onto their splitter, mm. apparently, which is quite interesting. Yeah, you don't, uh, you don't don't go down there very often. We're talking at the bottom of the fucking ocean floor, right, where these submarine cables are. Have to have a a sub to do it. So there's a special. Charles, this makes me think of the skirmish that occurred not long ago with the Russian ship off the Hawaiian Islands. I'm wondering, it's like, mm, was that about proximity to the base or was that about getting at the uh, transoceanic cables? Well, see, what's interesting there is, you know, the other interesting parallel is the Nord Stream pipelines, because only this time, instead of putting a fourth party splitter on there, they their goal was to blow it up. But probably the same teams in many cases, depending on how deep in the ocean floor it is, yeah. I guess. So back in the day, they used to um, put these pods um, and do electromagnetic induction. I'm talking like in the 60s and 70s and so forth, but they would leave lots of tape, like literally like, um, you know, data tape. And this would be like, say, for example, up in, in Russian territory, but there'll be a um, up near the North Pole and they'll come, right. under, they'll come underneath the North Pole, from what I understand, and then tap this... It'll be like a, an island, right? And it'll be like, a, I can't remember the exact use case, but this was very, very successful when they did this. And um, they'll come back and click the plug later on and then do all the um, analysis on it. Yeah. And this this was just to intercept Russian... Just military communications. Yeah. 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 During the Cold War. Mm. There's, all this stuff's been happening for a while. Um, so the church committee dived into a lot of the um, sort of civil libertarian breaches from, you know, NSA activity. 
when I first came about finding all this stuff, there was a document written by the European Parliament called Interception Capabilities 2000. And it was because of, uh, this is the, like the Euros, but he having to whinge at the Americans using their systems for corporate espionage or to basically to bid, bid on contracts, bid contracts. So Boeing wins, wins like a, a plane deal versus Airbus and so forth. So I wrote this wow. document. There was a lot of, um, I'm not pulling it up. A lot, of, a lot of signals, intelligence, so satellite stuff. And so the system's been around for a very, very long time. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe maybe we're at a sort of threshold where the technical barriers now have suddenly dropped so low that they're, they're, they've no choice but to push us down the pathway that we've seen. Right? So whatever that means. Pulling the pulling the pulling the mask off Scooby Doo style, and um, no doubt it'll be some multi-headed monster underneath there. But um, they know that time is approaching. There's too much critical mass in um, in the public discussion in the public domain that they have to they have to instantiate the next iteration of the system, and that. Maybe that may be the driving force, for, not about eugenics, just it's about population density. And I'll tell you what, I don't, well, I don't want to interrupt, but I do because I, if, if, uh, I would love to see this document that Simon Phoenix is looking at right now. <laughs> it's pretty serious business, man. We'll get it to on. you straight away. Yeah, so but... this is, um, like all these diagrams we're looking through now, so these are, I'm looking for just eye candy so people can see, right? Mm. Um, it's very verbose, um, but so there's some stuff to do with hardware implants. Now they're pretty full on. So we're talking um, in the mail, your mail will be intercepted. So if you buy a laptop off Amazon, mm. right? And then hardware implant will be put in your fucking computer, like on the main board, right? Holy and, fuck. Yeah, dude. Um, and this thing, and so it's a persistent backdoor, right? It depends what exactly what it does. I mean, there's different ones. We want to scare the fuck out of people. Um, and just, people just need to realize this. Any of your comms is open to interception, right? So if you've yeah. got, you got a bunch of yes. uh, dick pics and whatever smart oh, yeah, that you've put out there, they can, they can find that shit well all the way back to you and, um, put it wow. on there. I got, I got like, um, a threat email right and just i get them a lot but this one just made me laugh because it was uh it, it was in japanese right and basically it was just so it was, it was very polite well yeah kind of <laughs> funnily enough but literally we've got images of you whacking off in front of your pc and sent bitcoin to oh, this address yes. right? yeah, <laughs> i got 150 of those all summer one year and I just <laughs> I just, the japanese one was just hilarious to me that uh yeah like you say it was just sort of polite and uh, but that's that's literally the world in which they we live now and um the thing is just that simple um reflex to hide that that will bring most people into line right that that you're um <laughs> what do you call it onanism is just open to <laughs> a public view 
and you I know. don't keep a I don't keep a camera plugged in. That's how I knew that it was BS the first time I saw it. I yeah, like, I just oh, I just I refuse. It's a good fish. It's I refuse to look at. Uh... It's pretty much a hundred percent of the the men that get that. They all have a guilty conscience. They're <laughs> yeah, all like, oh god, they've been watching me. <laughs> and I I would be like, dang man, they get, they got some records from years ago. If they caught me. <laughs> Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, but I mean, the truth, the truth is that could literally be any man ever. So, yeah, yeah. as long as you remember that, you feel you feel pretty confident. Well, I got one as well. But what they've done is they because I use a password safe, right? So all my passwords for each site is are unique. Anyway, so there's been a data breach somewhere, and so sure enough, they had a password which I had used in the past. Fucking don't know which one. So I think when they combine it with hey, we've got your fucking password. You think oh, most people are stupid fucks and they just use the same password, you know, for most things. Mm. Um, and so having seen that, they'll be like, oh, they must be into my system. It's just a numbers game they're playing, right? So one out of a hundred would be like, oh, I was doing that last night. Can't let my wife find out. Here's some Bitcoin, buddy. Mm. It's off. Must work. Yeah. yeah I'm sure, sure it does. And, you know, just amplify that to the next level right where um you've got a epstein like network in place and we know that shit's real right that's, that's not a um that's not conspiracy right and you've got to be some naive doe-eyed fucking moron to not not grasp that that's the case and that, that they will they will use all of these forms of attack against you should they um should they decide to uh make you uh, a target of interest right you become more than a a, a boring piece of hardware implants <laughs> look at that sneaky fuckers yeah like if you see something like that like just there's another piece that is meant to be there. Right. Um, but yeah, these are full on. Um, but mind you, these are, I must say, these are for targeting like servers as well. So um, not just, you know, the, 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 the normal person, you know, person out there, the listeners out there, um, they've got easier ways to pwn all you guys because everyone's stupid. Mm. Everyone uses... Um, yeah, just <laughs> VPN. Ah, I've got my VPN now. Um... Oh, look, VP... look at VPN. Yeah, VPN. <laughs> you know, most of those VPN companies are actually fronts for. Of course. Um, NSA. Fucking hell. Okay. And so the only way to do it properly, except wow. for Nazi VPN. Oh yeah, that one. That's Ukrainian. That one. <laughs> no, pro... no, the one in Switzerland. <laughs> you know. Oh, you're talking. Okay, the Swiss. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. So the Swiss good on them. Um, okay, once they no longer had their numbered accounts, right? The they sort of caved a little bit with their sovereignty. Now, in terms of so the Swiss throughout the for two decades seems been neutral, but it's come out now that during the Cold War they were selling encryption machines, right? But it's, it's like the Enigma machine, right? So we're post World War II, that was seen as being neutral. So a lot of, wasn't so much the Russians didn't buy them, but countries that were sort of, you know, one foot in the West, one foot in the 
with the commies. So I think there was countries like India and fucking a whole bunch of them. Those fucking Cory Chappers, man, you can't trust them. Yeah, they let they me. The CIA front, right? So that what's that mail service that people use? I think it's secure. Proton. Proton. Yeah. Proton. Yeah. Look, Proton would have been good. It was good back in the late nineties, early two thousands. You know, mm. when people were like doing other stuff. You know, mm. other dodgy stuff. But now. Yeah, I wouldn't, you know. Yeah, can't trust, you can't trust anything. You can't trust anything, right? So, Well, the, the sales pitch for Proton is that they don't keep a record of your mail. And that they, do. you know, they say, we've got encryption and, and yada, yada, yada. Everybody says that. But if they don't actually maintain um, a queue, if they don't keep a record of everything that passes through the gateway, um, then that is a step forward, you know, as far as some level of anonymity or not anonymity, but kind privacy. Of. But again, it's not what it's encrypted. It doesn't really matter. It's the traffic analysis. It's the pattern. It's where you're coming from, right? Or what's visiting you. So say they got their secure service and they can't say they can't read any of the traffic. I'm talking about, so let's just say bye-bye. And because they've put like a bloody... Um, they've got one of those rooms, like the AT&T room. They've got a room next door in the same telehouse facility in Switzerland, right? They bought it up. And they can see they can see who's talking to it. That's all they need to draw patterns, right? The source IP address, so on and so forth. And so we're talking about wholesale aggregation of data, right? Yeah. And then if they want to target someone, they sort of hone in on them yeah. further. And that's where they start to use specialist things, right? So upon you. So depending on who you are, depends on you know how expensive it is for the automated tools to um, to compromise you. Mm. I mean, the people doing this at the front line, they're, they're fucking morons. They don't know how these the zero day works, mm. and zero day is very very expensive, right, to use. So a funny one was. Um, What's his name? Captain Bonesaw, MBS. Oh, uh, yeah, the Saudi. Um, yeah, yeah, Khashoggi. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that guy was dodgy anyway. He was um, his family, buddy, weapons dealers, going back in, or back to the seventies and so forth. So, in when uh, they were doing choppy chop in the embassy, all their iPhones <laughs> were were hacked, right? Mm. And the whole thing was recorded by foreign intelligence. So either the Turks or the, or the Americans, probably both, right? As soon as they entered the country, they would have been, like I said before, about the iPhone, iPhones being vulnerable. Anyway, after that whole thing happened, um, MBS was furious, obviously, with the, with the press coverage. And he then um, bought off the, well, it's not really a black market, gray market, bought from the Israelis. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, that, that'd be really secure. Yes, like a zero day to hack. Um, like who owns Amazon? Bezos. And the watch, yeah, they hacked Bezos. Yeah. They hacked Bezos. Yeah. And then he he then leaked like you know his personal text and his and then his what he spoke with his wife. It's just kind of funny, right? But that exploit would have cost like a fair bit. Yeah. yeah. Half mil. <laughs> More. 
Well, it depends, right? So this would have been like half a um, billion, maybe. No, no, no. So we're talking like without even having to do anything at all, zero interaction. You receive a text, simply it going into your phone, and the way it reads stuff mm. launches a payload and, re and results in a compromise. These ones are like the the gold, like they're very hard to um, to get normally. Mm. Um, I mean, most of these are. Bought up by the, a, isn't that called a no click? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you could call it that. Yeah. What was the Israeli program called again? I've forgotten. Um, um, the company. No, they're just the name of the software that was, uh, that did that. It was, it was out there. Someone, someone in the chat will know, but, um, what's really interesting. Oh, Pegasus. Pegasus. That's... Yes. Pegasus. And I, I do want to point out real fast. It's not very often I can, I can, I can do something like this. But as it turns out, Gavin De Becker, who is the, uh, he's the president of a personal security company, and he was on, he was on Joe Rogan a while back, like a few, like six months ago or a year ago. But he, he talked about the Jeff Bezos phone getting cracked, uh, which is kind of what made me think of it just now. But. I actually have his email. So, cause, cause he, well, I'm not gonna say how, but so I could actually reach out to him if I wanted to, I probably won't right now, but all I wanted to say is that, uh, well, I'm going to go to private buyer, $2 million, get some zero day, just wind him up. Yes. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah. So <laughs> I guess I just wanted to flex and say, Hey, I know who that guy is, but I, I will never talk to him, so it's kind of pointless, but I don't know. I just want to say that. Um, so it doesn't make my dick any bigger, but we started to throw out of it. Anyway, but yeah, Pegasus is, I'm pretty sure is the name of it. Yeah, NSO Group is, is the company. And so there's been a few of these, right? There's another one called Hacking Team or some shit that were, that were bloody um, Italian. And this one's a ripper. Um, you better explain what a ripper means in the local vernacular. That's just a funny one, you know. That's a, that's a ripper. That's a classic, mate. Yeah, it's funny. So they were. It was funny because they were selling a, like um to to governments and uh, like um mostly policing agencies, um in some intelligence to like to like you know African countries to whoever. Anyway, all their stuff was leaked. All their email, all their tooling um everything and who they were selling it to how much for and so these things have often been used to target like say dissident groups and so forth you know in various countries and there was another one called hb gary federal um and so hb gary was like a private intelligence firm yeah, yeah, and that that we're surrounded by these quasi-private intel companies, right? That I don't know. That you do your stint for the government, and you get a bit of algorithmic magic uh, given to you that you can go out and you can be successful in this particular specialized domain. And um, you know, the, mm. this is. So I was working for a Silicon Valley company back 10, 
12 years ago. And this thing came out. And in the document, they had a list of off-the-shelf, zero-day, right, that can be used. And it was a whole, whole heap of uh, products, you know, Cisco this and HP this and once they come to human work for, but one of our products was there, right? Mm. This was unpatched, pretty serious business. And so I then emailed some people I knew in the federal sales team in the US. And next thing I know, I'm talking to the director of security, you know, ex US Air Force fucking, he's like, he's, he's, he's like the security guy in Australia, I'm like, I guess so. War games. Mm. Exactly like war games. Um, just interesting, right? So, yep. And this is the. It, it sort of maps out the battlefield for people, and you know the. The question is, yeah, the odds odds are against you all the time, and you know the you're always having to play uphill, as it were. And the question is, you know, you don't stop fighting in this instance right you got you got to keep going to the end it doesn't it doesn't you've got to take on and there are some fights that are more serious than others in this particular scrap i guess but people people have to understand this um, i think what's dangerous now is and it's sort of dawned on me um what okay so there's a facility in utah that was built right by the nsa Massive, the massive data facility. Sorry? Yep. The data There's... mountain. Yeah, yeah. And like there was a, basically a lot of data storage. Now, why? So I think it's there's because... An, there's another one in Virginia. Yeah. But like it's just huge, right? I think they're just storing a lot of data for then a later time in the future when they can either... I mean, if you've got lots of unencrypted data and you can't sort it, that's almost as bad as not being able to read it in the first place, right? Mm. But now there's um, like a, there's a force multiplier of technologies that are converging, right? So once they've got things like, which have nailed in recent years, which is like the natural language, um, basically understand text. Oh, sorry, yeah, the, you know. the semantic process. And once that kicked exactly. in, that was... Uh, yeah. And all that's been trained by people's Siri and, and iPhone and the Android, perfect, yeah. right? Yeah. And so that's that's a big win, right? And that's be, become very cheap to do. As you see, you've got transcription and so forth happening on you know, YouTube in real time, more or less. Yeah. And that sort of um, now, that enables a lot because previously when you were intercepting like people's phone calls, what the fuck are you going to do with it, you know? It's all about being able to put that into text and then be able to sort it, which makes it work like very, very interesting. Yeah. And so being able to mine all that data now, uh, that's that's where you got to, you know, well, taint, taint the data, you know, like personally. That makes I sense. Don't, I don't know. If... Yeah. How, how do we how do we taint it to to well, mess with it? So. <clears throat> I always have this joke about there's a thing called steganography, which is hiding data within data. Yep. And it's so, a technique used in uh, used in photographs. You can uh, each individual yeah. pixel has numeric capabilities, so to a limited degree, you can embed some data in a photograph, and it's just looks like a picture. Well, I mean that's just in the movie Contact. 
don't know if you remember that. But oh, yeah, 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 where they, they've got, like, yeah. the first... You get the signal, beat. and it steps yeah. out, and it just... Oh, at first, they just see it as a series of prime numbers, going mm. from one all the way to whatever it was, and restarting. Mm. But then once they, they look in the different um, spectra... And they realize, oh, hey, there's there's data in here, and exactly it deeper, and it's, it's suddenly this massive amount of data from which they can piece together. Mm. Ca- cameo for Uncle Aldolfio there. Just, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch that movie with my kid today. I think. Um, well, it's also it's also well, kind of it's all, Matthew McConaughey is also in it, and I also just watched uh, <laughs> Row One, Rexy. Oh, one. Gary Brucey's son is in it. And he's the crazed terrorist who blows up the first one. Oh, you're right. You're, yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, he's wow. a star of that movie. Really right, I, tell you. <laughs> I thought, I thought he escaped from Children of the Corn. <laughs> that in that he really he did a great job. But yeah, you're right. It's it's a little busy. He plays it really well. Yeah. Anyway, so you could get like say. Hundred terabytes of gay porno, right? And then you could put all your secret serial stuff inside that, and in, and sort of just stream it all the time. So the feds would have to watch it all and go, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, but if we don't, we don't. They, they're going to enjoy that. Hundred terabytes is a lot, though. Isn't it? Yeah, you got you got to make them sit through too often. <laughs> Listening to me, that's. Uh... Yes, that's right. The side channels. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you haven't found it yet, have you, fellas? No. <laughs> Keep digging. <laughs> yeah so anyway alright well gents uh, it's two o'clock and I've got um, my, I've, my boy I'm keeping him home from school just uh, try and man him up a little bit and uh, I've got to um, I've got to take care of that particular it's fascinating as this conversation has been it's a shame we didn't get to speak to Stephen Murray but um I don't know. Uh, there's a there's a couple of military types that have, uh, how should we say, stepped uh, deftly away when they've um, come across this information. And uh, well, you know, I get it. I get it. It's, yeah. it's actually weird because, given what I saw of him, he, you would have thought that he would be all over it. But yeah, he definitely. Uh, it's surprising. Mm. Didn't, but maybe uh, not. No, not maybe, not, maybe not maybe so surprised. This conversation today, maybe yeah. maybe that it, it's a fitting it's a fitting uh, nightcap mm. because that's really that's really the problem that we're facing is that we're trying to get out, we're trying to expand, and you never know who is really on our side, and you never know who. Um, Oh my God! Did we just have like a break windows? Discussion? Wow! When I was wait, wait, wait. smashed up windows of bank and blamed my black neighbors. Can you hear that? Fighting for the last living creatures in the oceans yes. is not crazy, but I am son of Sirhan. I be crazy, <laughs> Scooby Doo. Fighting for the last wild places in the world is not crazy, like Scooby style. Fighting for the last untransfected children in the world is not crazy. Fighting to protect what I would like to call sacred biology is crazy. I am crazy. Actually, I think the only religion left is the religion of JC (laughs) that spans all of them because I have a hard time finding a religion that doesn't give me Scooby snacks. Start from the principle that your body is a temple that God gave you. Scooby dog food that you are the steward of, that you should take care of, that you should respect. Definitely not damage, okay? 
Well, <laughs> maybe just a little bit damaged. Certainly not desecrate. Transfection is a desecration. Worship Fauci. Suck Bobby's big one. And by big one, I mean the cop in the kitchen at point blank. <laughs> underscore boom underscore. <laughs> that one's just warming up, by the way. That was, what the fuck was that? That was awesome. Yeah. Thanks, oh my man. god, that was great. I haven't heard the next one, so. Oh, the... oh god. Hang on. Do you have time? How can I pull the plug, dude? So make I'm, really, I'm, I'm literally crying right now. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I've got a, I've got a few, Charles. Right. So, because uh, yeah, I'll tell you. I'll, I can tell you about it offline. Yeah, 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 you should. Because I'm, I'm now. I'm damn curious now. All right, just All right. Play, play the latest one, and then I'll, I'll, I'll pull All right. the record. Um, are these actual transcripts mostly? So no, what I've done is I've got the transcript <laughs> and modified it. Shut up! 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 Shut Almost there. Alright. It's pressure, man. I'm not like a veteran. Yeah, but the thing is, I, I know, I know where it's been like, it's just, just a minute of your time. <laughs> Three hours later. <laughs> Alright, I'm just going to patch it through. Malone and his prize stallion. I've looked into the eyes of Robert Malone and his prize stallion. What a beast. <laughs> I've looked into the eyes of Steve Kirsch. I've looked into the eyes of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. When I was on my knees servicing him, <laughs> I've looked into the eyes of Kevin McCairn and I've looked into the eyes of Charles Rixey. I've looked into the eyes of a lot of these people and they've tried to look into mine as well. Oh, but I wear contacts so they cannot see my reptilian eyes. I've grabbed their hand, <laughs> their shoulders, and I've opened my dark heart to all of them. I knew that Kevin and Charles could not be corrupted by our network. Damn you, good men. Damn you to hell. <laughs> Perfect. Touche, bro. That's pretty good. That's Alright, I gotta get out of here. I got shit to do, man. There's hope on the technical front to mitigating, you know, wholesale sort of profiling. Yeah. We'll have to wait for episode two. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That's that's why you send money to me, folks. <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to help you in this domain. Okay. Trying to help you in this domain. Okay, so let me just see if uh, anyone has sent any, so I can just say. Um... Uh, that's money well spent right there. I don't care what anybody says. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah, mate. Uh, so I've, there's also, um, oh, there's other ones as well. Um, make a conversation, which would be quite fantastic. If you wait, mate. Well, I mean, th th there's that uh, Joe Rogan just deep fake <laughs> right now, right? They're just making deep fake Joe Rogans. <laughs> there's, there's, so, there's so much data to, to right. train it on. Right, right. It's clean, and yeah, yep. Yeah. Which is uh, which is why I go with uh, the unique humour that uh, <laughs> you can only find here in the bunker. All right, uh, I'm out of here, gents. I will see you all in the next one. Thank you all for your time. And uh... oh, yeah, I just want to say, let me just end this, and then I'll just run out the. Thank you, Charles. Salute to you, bro.
Yeah. All right, that's the and I've got uh, let's see, I can do I can combo them, <laughs> my favourites. Thank you to uh, Anne, Anon, and uh, Vov. Um, much much appreciated. That's uh, sixty bucket roonies. Nice, nice. All right, I will uh, first off give it to me, Saddam. That is a Chad. <laughs> just, just drop that word in there. That's a Chad. And of course, of course, the uh, the powerful, powerful. Can I go? Oh, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I meant to do that. Just, uh, just get me up on the screen real quick. Of course, uh, the one, the only. <laughs> All right, uh, that was out of it, and just uh, Steve, it's just contacted me right now, just saying um, apologies, and uh, we will. I'll I'll try and hook up with him um, after this week, I guess. All right, um, I'm out of here, folks. Thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for listening in, and of course, uh, helping the wheels to keep turning, keep keep turning. Right, we've got to, uh, you've got to build out. Like I say, you know, we're not looking to take over the uh, data world or anything. Just got to keep the uh, keep get get through to the other side of the valve. Keep the coons, keep the coons warm during winter. All right, I am out of here. I will see you guys in the next one. Take care. God bless. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do. I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these cappers. I will fucking kill each fucking kappa. I swear. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. Fuck these cappers. No fucking vaccine or MRA or ever transform our fucking blood blood. Never. No. I will fucking die. Fucking bees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking lineage! Fuck these motherfuckers! All them five? This guy. So technically, five thousand. Major screw. Boom. 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 Major